that. Well, tell your new mayor to fix it. He likes to party, right? <laughs> right? He likes he to likes party. To he would know the significance of why we need a fun pass. Tell him the homeless people need it to get to the, <laughs> to get to better housing or some shit. I don't know. Your your mayor's weird. But here we are. Or here we are not. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you are snorting. You are such a dork. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Silence. I'm so sorry. I was like, are you sorry? I'm, actually, I am. I'm actually going to go tweet MTA right now and be like, y'all not even committed to really fixing your budget. Because why would you do away with the $7 fun pass? Do you know how much people, you know how much money you will recoup if you just brought back the fun pass? Uber would be over. Ooh. Seven, yo, you got seven dollars to live the best twenty four hours. Come on, that's the slogan right there. <laughs> You're fools. Hey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, welcome to Black Girl Charmed. I'm Ray, the seven dollar Metro Card enthusiast. Um, joined by my co-host. Who has a car and lives in the South where they don't have good public transportation? John L. <laughs> Is that orange juice? Mm-hmm. So I had to not Simply go to work orange. on Monday. So McDonald's has the best drinks of everything. Like they have the best Coke, they have the best Sprite, but their orange juice. And it's it's only Minute Maid concentrate, but it's the way they infuse the concentrate with the water. And I went, we had to go somewhere early Monday morning. And so we stopped at McDonald's because I was raving about how I needed orange juice and they did not have fucking orange juice. And I was throwing a fucking fit in the trash. You're a fool. I was like beating on, on my steering wheel and like flailing my arms. I know the chick on camera was like, what is wrong with this bitch? Oh, man. That's all I wanted. And I know if I buy Minute Maid Concentrate at home and make it, it's not going to taste the same. And then that's only going to further piss me off. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But there's that. Justice for my <laughs> juice. Yo, man. Because I'm really, like, thinking about all the errands I have to run today. Like, I may have to go from, like, the Lower East Side to, like, NoHo back to where I live. Because y'all don't know where I live. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> and like I'm like I really don't feel like paying 225 to do all this train hopping. I just really want to just pay seven dollars so I can just travel. Cause I am not leaving my house tomorrow. So why? Why? Anyway. I have a shit for you. And it Answer. comes up on TikTok a lot. And I was like, mm-hmm. this will decide whether right. or not she's truly my best friend. What do I do for oh, a living? Um, you handle support tickets and you, you like, you handle the support tickets for a company. That's how I know you're my best friend. That's how I know you're my best friend. It's definitely, 
It's definitely a B to B relationship. I know that instead of B to C. Okay. It's B to B. And you handle like the support tickets, but like you wanted the top bitches to handle support tickets. Not like you're not no bottom rung bitch, all right? <laughs> so they said if that was truly your best friend, your best friend would not know what it is that you do. <laughs> so yes, they're my best friend. I was like, does Ray like- do? Because they were like, you talk to your best friend every day. She knows, like, you be cursing out people at work, and she be knowing, like, the bitches that you be cursing out at work. <laughs> but she don't really know what it is that you do. And I was like, does Ray do? And I corporate, you know who you are. I don't cuss nobody out. I love everybody equally. That's a lie because you definitely were on the phone with me last night where I was like, does this bitch not read my email? Her, my last email. I'd be so trying not to do that. But instead of saying per my last email, I go, hey, I don't know if maybe this got overlooked, but I have reattached our previous conversation. Oh, I said this years ago. There's definitely like a Facebook or Twitter status. If I write any email and it starts with, I'm thoroughly confused, you fucked up. You completely (laughs) fucked up. You have a Facebook status on that. Yes, you do. I just, I be taking deep Negro sides sometimes. I I am. You never, ever, 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 ever want to get into a pissing match with me because I have trauma and I'm West Indian and that comes with another level of trauma. So like (laughs) there's receipts for everything, for literally everything. everything. And if I need to, I will color code this email for you. I don't know if you use Outlook, but Outlook now has where you can at people in the email. So it oh, lets no, no, no. you... I don't use... ah. Gmail does that too, because we are Gmail. We're... <laughs> we are, um, per TikTok, there are two types of companies, an Outlook company or a Gmail company. And we are a Gmail company. company. Yeah. 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 Company. yeah. Apparently, my life is less stable because I'm a Gmail company. And you know what? That's right. You That's know what? absolutely right. Being an Outlook company, I feel like these people can like, so Outlook has Teams. We yeah. also use Zoom, but Outlook has Teams. And these people think it's okay to just pull me into a video chat with like I'll be typing and be like, do 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 No, no, I wasn't mentally prepared. My no. ADHD cannot like I need to prepare to have conversations with people. And then I'd be like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. No, because like one of my our sister companies is an Outlook company, but like every negative thing you could say about an Outlook company is sometimes very true. Is all I'm gonna say. Because like, like I love them. They are amazing people. They work very hard and do their jobs. But like yeah, I think when you got to start it off with that, I don't believe you. I do not like, believe you. Like there's a certain level of stubbornness that comes with the Outlook company that you can just not you can't avoid. You and you know what I'm talking about as an outlooker. As there's a certain level of stubbornness 
that I can neither confirm nor <laughs> deny. <laughs> and when you say that, I know I'm right. Right, right. All right. right. Okay, so, so it actually what have you been reading or watching? Are we All still right. playing Vice City? Yes. It's so um we actually had to like re-record this podcast, guys, giving you some. It's been a really watch. rough three weeks. So yeah. It's been three we, weeks, uh, two weeks. It's been two weeks. It felt it feels like three. It's been two. It feels like three. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we actually started to record this episode uh two weekends ago and um somebody didn't know how to properly schedule their ebook invites. So we oh had to like, try to scramble and then it was somebody, bad. And then, yeah, and then our manager. I got really sick. I was sick. I was sick, but we were powering through it. Yeah. So basically, got, so yeah, it was basically my fault. So, um, my eldest had a, a trampoline park party that was scheduled for later that afternoon, which was great because we record in the morning for the most part. And we were fully set to record, and then I got a ping saying, "Oh crap, <laughs> we're here. We screwed up the Facebook invitation." <laughs> and we tried to record and try to finish out most of it, but. As you know, we go on tangents, so we didn't really make it. <laughs> and the plan was to record the following day, but I went from being like, I'm sick, but I can still record to, oh my God, is this is how men feel when they say they're sick? Because I was dead. <laughs> oh, no, it was, it, it was, it was like, okay, we can do one. All right, let's try to do the three. All right, it's just not it happening. Just, it just was not <laughs> happening. I could not like poor me. I don't ever. I don't really ever get that sick. I typically. I feel like as a mom, we don't ever allow ourselves to get, or fuck that. As black women, <laughs> as a black mother, really, right? We don't ever really allow ourselves to like get sick or have downtime. And my body said, "No, mm-hmm. bitch, get try, try to get up again." See, like I got, I would get up and like the room would spin. I was like, no, this isn't, isn't going to happen. <laughs> yeah, so um, that happened. And then, happened. unfortunately, I had a death in the family last week. Yeah. So like, there was no, I like tweeted about it. I was like, yeah, there's no, there's no like podcast this week. Y'all don't want to hear me grieving. And I, I screenshotted it and was supposed to put it on like our Instagram, but I only had the bandwidth for Twitter. <laughs> so I was like, oh God, I'm really not handling our socials correctly. But if you follow Girl, me on TikTok, give yourself a break. I know, I did, I did. <laughs> I like, I quickly admonished myself and then was like, bitch, if you don't shut the fuck up. Good, good. And I think like the new trend on TikTok is also was like, it was meant for me. It's the uh, the ancestors. Like, what are you doing? Resting. And then the ancestors are just happy. And I'm just like, this was for me. <laughs> this was for me. I was actually really <laughs> proud. I was like, okay, so she's not really posting. And if she is posting, it's like reposts of other people. And I was really, really proud of you. I was like, okay, she's taking some time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's it's been rough. And yeah, but we're here. Because I was like, but we're here. You know um she would want me to you know do my shit you know right. anything to get that bag you know <laughs> to get that bag right yeah um, so yeah 
A single mom who works too hard, who loves her kids and never stops. Sorry. Sorry. Do you love the, your uh, kids, though? Do, do you? Yeah, Tiger's right in front of me. He's sleeping. Panther. Aww. Both kids have been like, mommy and daddy are sad. They are very, very sad. And we're going to give them all our love, okay? All the snuggles. Oh my God. It's it's very overwhelming. And Joe is also very allergic to them. <laughs> like he still hasn't built he still hasn't built up an immunity to them. And <laughs> he's just like, You're killing me, please. Thank you. Thank you for your killing me. Do you remember Lilac? R.I.P. Yes. Lilac. So when I would get really, really sad, Lilac's thing was to take her entire body and press it against my face. And I'd be like, oh my God, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. <laughs> yeah, man. I love cats. Cats, yeah. no, cats are like, fuck you, feed me for like 90% of their life. But when you really need them, they come through. <laughs> Baby, like... That was a, that wasn't a regular sniffle. That was a sad sniffle. Everybody, go, go, go! This is not a drill. They're sad. So yeah, um, but yeah, Tiger is there. This <laughs> we had like an inspection in our apartment yesterday, and he was just like following the guy throughout our whole part apartment and just like supervising him. Like, what are you doing to my walls? Why are you here? Why is my house? I love him. And why, what you, why are you touching my shit? What you doing? He Why's was by the eldest? window. Hmm? That's my eldest. <laughs> what you doing? Why are you in this house? Ah, we have summoned. <laughs> yeah, he's here. He was like, <laughs> he did his own theme music because he started scratching on the uh, his cat tower. Speaking like, of scratching, your youngest likes to scratch my my leather headboard. Yeah, yeah. It's soothing. It's soothing. I don't give a damn. You are not a cat. <laughs> I know he'd just be like, just, uh, uh, uh. So he he uses it to like climb up and then he takes his hands and he rakes them down. Oh, that's even worse, but even better. <laughs> so this morning I promptly filed all his nails down. But you know that baby's nails grow back like super Girl, quick. File them twice a week. Twice a week, and I have to file anyway. his toenails too because they're they, he got his daddy toenails. <laughs> That's an old West Indian man at heart. I know it. Oh, right, he already wants some tea. I had to give him a little like non sugar tea a couple weeks ago because he was like, "What's what's that? That look that look good." <laughs> so yes, that's my old man. That's my old man. Oh man, oh the, he gonna be so finicky. Because, you know, old men are just so picky. and So surprisingly, he's not too finicky. We went out to eat because we were still out on Monday. And we went out to eat and he had fish and he had a piece of hush puppy and he had crackers. He eats. You you, you listed all the old man delights. Oh. (laughs) Crackers. Crackers, come on out. He he do love him a good cracker. He do love him a good cracker. I keep telling you, I keep telling Mal, I'm like, your dad is going to exude happiness once he can feed this child. <laughs> He's counting down the months. You said fish, 
hush puppies and crackers. My like bad. old men don't be like, oh, give me the fish. <laughs> right? I know Mel walking around the house talking about, you know what I haven't had in a while? I haven't had some fish. I'm going to have to make me some fish. <laughs> like you see how old you sound. I'm about to make you sound, I'm about to make, see, you love calling me old. I'm just like an old lady at heart. I've always been an old lady lady at heart. heart. (laughs) I got red snapper in the freezer. It's already seasoned. I just got to like get some, um, some fresh veggies to like saute Mm -hmm. with it and just let it steam down that way. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Dabby bringing bringing some stuff from Guyana. I'm like, what's this? He's like, it's a sweet fish. What? Get what that is, out of I don't know. Some some of some of them hit. Some of them are really good, and others are like, oh my god, this is the most disgusting fish I have ever had in my life. But my I will uncle, always try it once. My uncle right now is at in Trinidad at Carnival, and he just keeps he yo. My uncle is the one who taught me you never have to grow up. This man is just living his best life, just taking pictures. Every carnival, every, every time they have carnival, he's just aging to that at our grandma's house, just living. That's the best like, way to yeah. do it. Boop, that's boop, boop, why I was the man at heart, because that's me. All his kids are grown. He ain't going to worry about nothing. Don't worry about he, nothing. I mean, you know, the romantic situation may be iffy, but that's also like well, I mean, because oh. he, he didn't grow up, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you gotta take um, both ways. You gotta take it both ways. <laughs> yep. All right, so back to what this segment is actually called: what we were watching. We it should actually be what we're enjoying because what we're enjoying you, because you know entertainment comes in many forms. So uh, I watched the traders. Um, it's on Peacock. It's ten episodes. Yep. I love it. It's so good, and it has Alan Cumming. And like, I love Alan Cumming. <laughs> um, Alan Cumming literally, he he shows up for the beginning, the the like the beginning of the episode, the the challenge, and like the goodbye. He is doing. He's probably on the good fight doing something else, and he comes in, does his three scenes, and. It is very clear that he is like acting on a whole other show while doing the traders, and I mean that in figuratively, figuratively, and like literally, because it's a reality show at heart. And he's just like, he's just being so like smarmy and extra overacting for the role, and it's so good. Like, so yes. Um, I finished Superstore. Me and Joe was watching. Well, he was watching it, and I would watch it with him when I came home. And yeah, Superstore had a really good, you know, a really good goodbye. So if you like finishing things you started, finish Superstore. You won't be disappointed. Really? Um, okay, maybe I'll finish it then. Yeah. Um, Will Trent. Uh, it's so good. I, I told have also you, jumped on the Will Trent train. I told and I was you. Like, Mo was like, why does that guy look familiar? And I was like, Mark Paul Gossler. And he was like, I don't know why you do that, because that doesn't mean anything. And I was like, I don't know very many people's names, but you go and give that man his due. And he was like, I still don't know who this is. And I was like, picture him with blonde hair. And he was like, okay, it's coming to me. And I was like, Zach Morris. And he was like, oh. 
Why don't you just say Zach Morris? That's exactly. What I don't know these people. You don't know these people names. Yeah. Just say Zach Morris. Yeah. 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 I really like the chief. Like she's such a badass. Yes. (laughs) She's my favorite character. And the Chihuahua. The lady. In the wire. <laughs> okay, so now it makes sense then. Okay, I still yeah. have not seen the wire. So does that mean like, that has already been like ripped away from me? But like, is that up there with like not seeing like the color purple? <laughs> mm, nah, it's up there. Like, if you want to say that you're a TV aficionado, like you can't okay, say that I'm you not. like you. Yeah, you can't say that you're like a TV buff without watching The Wire, bro. Like, bro, uh, my bad, dude. Nah. Yeah. No, I. I, I only, the Wire is watching is Will Trent. Yeah, I don't have Will the Trent is really like. It, Will Trent is another propaganda show, but it's set in the South. It's set well, in Atlanta, I mean, yeah. It's great because it starts off with him busting dirty cops so at least we have that yeah and everybody hates him right right because you got a lot of good cops fired did he did he because all the good cops still have their job <laughs> i i've also um, started watching a million little things yeah we're back on the million little things yeah it's the final yeah, season yeah, yeah. and i, I laughed sobbed <laughs> through the first episode I a million little things is my work background show because yes. I know I cannot I won't be able to like fully cry and give it my all if I'm watching right. it during work because if I watch it when it's meant to be watched I'm gonna be a puddle of like oh these first two episodes especially going through like what I've been going through this week it's just been right. like. I'm in this age bracket and I fucking hate it. Yeah, I was going to text that to you like, Jesus Christ, like we are really sitting here in this age bracket going through some of these things that these cats, I, I was like, I don't, this is hitting too close to home. This is like when I stopped watching medical shows because they started talking about COVID and I was like, I don't watch shows to go through. <laughs> 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 oh man, I love that like, I mean, Grace Anatomy did it for one season and they were like, this world, <laughs> the next thing is, they were like, Grey's Anatomy is set in a fictional world where COVID no longer exists. All right. Wow. We're not talking about that shit no more. It's a lot. It was a lot. I know. I think the resident did it for a few. They did it for a few episodes, maybe one. And then New Amsterdam did it for a couple episodes. I don't know why I stopped watching New Amsterdam. I just never turned it back on one day. But I do that a lot. That happens. That happens. I don't really, I don't really follow. That I, happened with me. Little things, things is like the first show. Nope. And Revenge. I feel like I don't really follow shows through the end. I'm like, I'm bored now. <laughs> because, all right, bringing it all back to Will Tread, I jumped off the Once Upon a Time ship when they was out here dealing with Peter Pan because that storyline, I just could not. I could not just sit through it. It was it was so dumb. It was bad. And I was just like, I, like. It was bad. It was bad. I sat through it as much as I could for Mr. Gold. But after that, and then after everybody left, it was, there was no reason to turn back in. So like, 
But at least, you know, what's her and face? They never Emma. Did, they, and Regina never got trend. her. She has aged. You know why? Because she took a stop from Once Upon a Time and hung out with them, with them folks over there on This Is Us. And she played her army um, veteran with PTSD. Okay, maybe. Because and... I was like, ooh. And you know, but you know who was looking good? Swim fan. She I was telling Mel, I was like, I don't I'm not a I'm not a workout you, buff. I told but you happens. I don't even know. I like I don't care how old she is. Like that store that strawberry blonde that she's rocking right now. It looks so good on her. Uh, and she's like a bad girl. Mm. So if you didn't watch Swim Fan, you guys definitely watch Parenthood. Julia from Parenthood is on Will Trent. And if you love Parenthood like I did, you got to support Julia. She's 40. Really? No. Yes. Damn. Go yeah, she ahead. Has a baby. Go ahead. Yo, Erica Christensen? Yeah. She has, and she has two children. Go ahead. Go ahead. She you know what? They was giving you mad shit when you had an emotional affair on Joel. But I understood. I understood. All right. But yes, if you love Parenthood, like I obviously do, watch Will Trent because Julia's on there. Um, I also finished Extraordinary or Extraordinary, however you want to say it. Um... Super good. It's a British comedy about superpowers, mate. Um, oh, yeah, once you, you talked about this. So I don't yeah. remember if you talked about this on last week's episode or the episode that we recorded. <laughs> never got it. No. <laughs> it's the one that we recorded and never finished. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, when you turn 18, you get special powers. Um, and this girl is 25. It still hasn't gotten her powers yet. So she's like... I need to get my powers because I'm a freak and my life sucks and hilarity ensues. And I what am you also watch it on? on Hulu. Hulu. And also on Hulu is How I Met Your Father. I'm watching it because you know what? Hillary Duff. I love Hillary Duff. I love Dell from uh, Private Practice because he's also on the show. Kim, Kim Cattrall is the mom. Um. Oh, homegirl from Gronish, the like the Latina Republican. Um, from Gronish, <laughs> um, is on the show as well. And you know, it's a really cute show. And I've been binging Gossip Kings. Well, XOXO Gossip Kings. It's with uh Carl Tart. He plays uh Sherm on Grand Crew, and Lamar Woods. Where'd you go? Um, there you go. <laughs> he's a writer on New Girl Single Parents, uh, which I also love, and Brooklyn Nine Aren't they doing like a private practice reboot? I don't even know why they could just bring they could just bring Charlotte over from California. Her coop, them three kids can come to Seattle and run the hospital. Mm. Oh, Charlotte and Bailey, ha! Oh, Charlotte, what's his now, face? Owen. Um, Tate Diggs, they killed him off his... He said he was ready to leave the show he was on, so they killed him off. All-American? Yeah. 
All right. I mean, yeah, because I was like, I never really watched All American. And then I was channel surfing and came across like All American hyphen something. And I'm like, there's a spinoff already? <laughs> he was in Myrtle Beach yesterday. Oh my God. Ah. Ah. <laughs> Only thing to do is jump over the moon. Did you see the TikTok where they were like, the older I get, the more I like, <laughs> I agree with Benny? <laughs> and when they play it out, it makes sense. Like, yo, you can get free rent. Just tell this bitch to shut the fuck up. <laughs> and not like free rent for a month. It was like, what, three years? Yeah, it was a long time. <laughs> uh, bruh. Now we we'd we have to beat her ass. <laughs> we'd have to. You're not gonna ruin this for me. <laughs> Just so you could go over the moon. The moon. No, no. Oh, with me, moo. <laughs> oh man, the fact that like I have a TikTok about like well not about but it features like rent. <laughs> God, I'm a dork. I'm such a fucking dork. I will say though that the revival of Rent, I have, I have gone to see it. It wasn't. I've, I've also seen Rent on Broadway, and then I've seen the revival. I want to say right before COVID happened. Um. Anyway, so EXO uh, <laughs> EXO Gossip Kings is the other podcast. Well, not the other podcast. XOXO Gossip Kings has taken over my like I've been binging it <laughs> like because like, it's black people black men talking about Gossip Girl in the way that me and you would talk about Gossip Girl so you're really like, okay where can I watch Gossip Girl Gossip Girl is on HBO I got HBO. HBO. Well, we yeah. got HBO. Um, we got HBO. Yes, we, yeah. It's on HBO Max. Um, yeah, it used to be on fucking Netflix, but I think they took it off. But I know Netflix it's on HBO. Stuck in, yo. Okay, I can do this. I can do it. I know Gossip Girl reboot got canceled. Yeah, but um, it's uh Carl Tart. He plays Sherm on Grand Crew, and you already know I'm a Grand Crew fan. So, uh, I, and Lamar, what? If you got Peacock, which I know you got Peacock, so you can catch up on Grand Crew. Next season starts in like a few weeks, like two weeks. You got time. You got time. You got time. So Nicole bought TikTok, a Grand Crew. I don't know if it was a Grand Crew TikTok or if it had, just had people in Grand Crew. My issue with Nicole Byer is that she got all that money and her weaves look like high school weaves when we didn't have money. And that bothers me. Does her weaves look like that in Grand Crew? Because if it, like, I stopped watching Nailed It because her hair bothers me. There's no reason that you should be on a national stage with your hair looking like the 1990s and you're wearing like yakky synthetic. I despise you. <laughs> top of that like no. I understand that she sweats I get that but her makeup artist sucks because there's Meron Meron Miron I don't know how you pronounce that and she needs to be wearing theater makeup it really looks like she went to 
the beauty supply store on Flatbush and got her synthetic yakki on one side and her 99 cent makeup products on the other. I can't. You cannot be as a plus size black girl on a national stage looking like that. And if that's how she looks in Grand Crew, I cannot watch it. So just tell me if that's how she looks. It's not funny or cute or amusing. I don't know. Wow. Wow. Wow, the answer is no. Okay. Like, well, I'm glad we've got that out the she's way. She's like, she is the Tony Childs of the show, I guess. Because she's a real estate agent and, you know, she's a bad bitch. Um, but no, wow, that was, that, that was like a text thread. <laughs> like, because you know what bothers me? Nicole Byer is really, really pretty and she be having looks. She's funny, she's hilarious, she's like I wouldn't even say she's like the girl next door because Nicole Byer is gorgeous. But there's a lack of effort there by her hairstylist and her makeup artist. And it, it she reminds me and it bothers me because she's been in this longer than Doja Cat. But when Doja Cat, bitch on Macau came out and she had them bad lace fronts. That's what Nicole Byer is doing right now. And that don't make no sense because I remember her from that MTV show. Why have there not been an elevation? I know I'm funny. I want to suck your dick. <laughs> Yo. Mm. Uh, that is a bar from Nicole Byer. I know I'm funny. They need to bring that show back because that show was hilarious. They can't. They fucking everybody, can't. Everybody getting canceled. Everybody getting canceled in this world. So I haven't... I, so I really want to, which is... It's on my list of things to do this week. I need a extension cord. Power, a power strip. So mm-hmm. that I can plug in my new speaker. So I can start listening to podcasts again. Because I do have my Amazon Alexa. But I also now have these both speakers. <laughs> And so I refuse to listen to anything. <laughs> That's why I'm fucking my both speakers. But I really want to start listening to um, the No Sleep podcast now that I have people in my house so I can do that again because it's really scary. Um, and then I'm gonna we're going to do the Gossip Girls XOXO because I really do need something like as a background as I work. So I'm going to mm-hmm. do that. Um, I did finish... Like- 50 minutes long is they they're not like my adhd they had to have a prescription girl they also go on tangents which makes me feel so good it makes me feel (laughs) they will go on whole side ass tangents and and they knock it out 50 minutes and here we are at two and a half hours (laughs) because they have an actual they have a third party um Oh God, Rochelle! Shout out to Rochelle. Um, that's their engineer. <laughs> See? See, that's why. That's why our baby Phoebe should have never gotten a job. We should have paid her in like absolutely peanuts. the fuck not. Absolutely the fuck not. That bitch could not be our engineer. This episode, this fucking episode, the fucking podcast would be four hours long. She takes. She takes two hours to like get her voice box ready to sing. I just need her to edit. I don't need her to, to talk. <laughs> but Rochelle um, be jumping in. And that, oh. yo, Rochelle be jumping in. Like, right, jump in like, listen, I'm going to listen. I'm listening. What's Monday? Do I have, okay. It's I a have holiday. Free. 
I don't know why. Let's try this again. Guys, I don't get holidays off. <laughs> my next oh. holiday is Good Friday. <laughs> okay? Oh, see, that's the difference between an off. Outlook company and a Gmail company bringing it all together. <laughs> all right. So I'm, I'm going to listen to Gossip Kings. And then, guys, I'm going to come back and tell you if it's really as good as she says it is. Whatever. Or maybe I'll be a changed um, person. What else have I done? I'm still playing fire. The I'm big left. titty greens. Oh, I love. Did you say big titty greens? No, I said big city greens. Big oh, titty okay. greens. Big titty greens. I do love big city greens. <laughs> 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 I watching it and was like, "This is this is what you? Yes, this is the show's hilarious. I love big city greens. I have it recorded on my DVR. <laughs> it comes oh. on after Bluey on the weekends. It's perfect." Um, so speaking of um, DVR, I finally got rid of DVR on my cable bill and I upped the internet. Woohoo! And it obviously didn't work because I got frozen 50 minutes in. I was like, what'd you grade through 10 to 20 upload? Like, <laughs> no, um, I'm about to go to a gig because it's a $10 difference, but that a means gig. switching out my box. Huh? Did you say a gig? Yeah. What do I? I thought I get like a hundred gigs. How do you want a gig? I will look at this later. Well, yeah, we'll do we'll, something yeah. so we can get video, and you guys can see all the facial expressions. When there's like these moments of silence, it's because we're staring at each other, <laughs> making stupid faces. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that's really. Oh, I did finish. Also, I, finished, I don't know if I said this, but I finished Bear. And I finished yeah, with Lies were, in the Woods. You were, still, you were still like reading it. You were mid-read last oh. week. Oh, so let me tell you something. Justice for Meghan Markle's mom, because as a black woman with dreads, for her to have gone through that simply because she was a black woman with dreads, fuck the UK empire. Give me back my fucking jewelry too, bitch. Sorry. Oh my God. Did you, there was like a, I forgot what platform it was on, but... <laughs> The British Museum was like, we can't give people back their stuff because everybody would want to get their stuff back. And I was like, yes, yes. Like you ran to the point and like, (laughs) yeah. Nothing. You fucking cunt. That's the point. That's the point. I do still have two more books from a book of the month club that I have not read. However, I did put it on hold. So um, I have been, I don't want to buy it. So I'm trying to limit my consumption of things. So I've been supporting my local six (laughs) libraries and I will tell you about that offline. Oh my God, what happened? I'm sorry. Joe and Panther are fighting. Um, so I finally did get the Jeanette and now they're running around the house. I'm sorry. God. Yeah. (laughs) I finally did get the Jeanette McCurdy book, but, Mm -hmm. and I've been, I had that shit on hold since November 5th and that's when the library got it. Um, I put it on hold for seven days because I'm also reading Ninth House. Mm -hmm. So I have seven days to finish Ninth House. And also my mother's honor in Fire Emblem Engage. But that's everything that we've been enjoying, I think, right? We can get down to yeah. this episode. I'm like, there's been nothing in the past two weeks that has changed. <laughs> no. Um, say yeah. for this episode, can it definitely be AKA men still ain't shit even in the grave? Because that's what this whole episode is. Men ain't shit. <laughs> so 
We're halfway through. We're halfway there. Oh, oh we're living on our prayer. Take my hand. And Sorry. Sorry. Look, Jake man. hot on the dogs. <laughs> um, I mean, Bon Jovi, man. Um, so Why the original air date for this episode was uh January Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can, I, can I make an executive order to not say the date anymore? Because Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Such a, like Maybe until 2001. Maybe because I feel like 2000, it's super easy to do the math. And it just puts everything in perspective. 19, it was worse. It was bad too. Like, it's not getting better. Um, yeah, I just feel like, yeah, I was a, I was a baby. You were a baby. Oh my God. I've known this man for 23 years. I can't say nothing about that. So. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. It looks like she's, guys, look like she's having like a midlife crisis because we're past quarter life. <laughs> so, like, in between midlife, quarter, you are past a quarter life crisis. I know. But. I know. I know. <laughs> Look, see, I think I just made it worse for that, guys. I'm sorry. No, I mean, I've just, known. I've known. I'm looking at this man right now in my damn house, and I've been for 23 oh, years. Like, good God! <gasps> ah, I've been for 25. So, and he it's knocked me up bullshit. twice. So at least you're doing better than I am. No, because this motherfucker used to bully me. He used to call me a bald-headed bitch. Exactly. And now we live together. Well, so City Boy's up 100. What are you talking about? Don't say that. That's like them TikToks that you like. Why would you tell the world that? <laughs> <laughs> City Boy's up 100. <laughs> you got hair now, so it's okay. <laughs> All right, like, but who really won? Who really won? <laughs> Nobody is. Who bought won. the camera? Who bought the camera? City girls up a thousand. He's in your house, though. He paid for Mexico. Mm. He's in your house, though. <laughs> you know what? This is not fair. This is not fair. I can't fight the way I need to fight. Given the circumstances, you a bitch. You a whole ass bitch right now. I can't fight. You know what? Fuck it. Given the circumstances, city girls up two thousand. This why we can't have no camera. This why we can't have no fucking camera. You want to record this dysfunction? This yo, it would literally be a drinking game. Take a shot every time they slide out the seat. Take two shots every time <laughs> they just stop talking and stare at each other. <laughs> Take three shots when you know that it was edited out because Janelle said something wild. 
word. Because, like, the whole Nicole Byer shit, I was like, is this because she going to have to edit? Like, I stand by what I said. I stand by. I know, I know, I know. know. Because, like, I heard it and I was like, damn. I'm it wasn't like, bad. It wasn't bad what I said, but like I want better. It wasn't nice. Can we just move on? So this- anyway, so the writer of this episode is Javier. You get his full credits in season one, episode two. I've got you under my skin. The director got the-, the audacity in this episode. Okay, this makes sense. <laughs> oh, it gets worse. It gets worse. Uh, the director of this episode is Craig Zisk. His full credits are on season one, episode nine, Out of Sight. And this is his third of six appearances. And if you remember, Out of Sight is with that fucking reporter that we wanted to mollywop. Yeah. Um, The guest stars this episode is J. Kenneth Campbell as Elias Lundy. We've seen him in The Mod Squad, Wonder Woman, Perry Mason, the case of the shooting star, Chairs, L.A. Law, Matlock, Picket Fences, Mars Attacks, Touched by an Angel, Ally McBeal, Fulworth, Melrose Place, Angel, Diagnosis, Murder, Tomcat, Frasier, and last on Guess Who, which, you know, inspired y- you people. Ha 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 ha. ha Is he dead? I, I don't know. Because I feel like if he died. was in, you said the mod squad yeah, and shit. Yeah, but like, yeah, because like, you know, anyway, um, (laughs) Rolando Molina is Hernandez and putting those two together again in my head, putting the name with the character, (laughs) deserve that. Um, We've seen him in Menace to Society, Living Single, Seinfeld, The Waynes Brothers, Virtuosity, Sybil, ER, Dangerous Minds, I'm Sensing a Theme. Dharma and Greg, two guys, a girl in a pizza place, at TV next Jesus. Friday, Seventh Heaven, Walker, Texas Ranger, Crazy Beautiful, Firefly, Becker, Bruce Almighty, again, sensing a theme. Yes, there, CSI Miami, General Hospital, Hawthorne, Jada Pinkett, ah! um, Agents of Steel, uh, Shameless Family Guy in Animal Kingdom, um, Stephanie no, that's a the you wanna be a meter maid? That one. That's that's who that is. Oh. <laughs> um I mean, but Daryl was like, don't forget who the fuck you're talking to. Don't forget who the fuck I am. I'm Inspector Morris and you just Hernandez. What? That's what he's credited as, Hernandez. Minority or minority crime. <laughs> it doesn't exist. It doesn't. Sorry. Um, I don't <laughs> Anyway, the Eminem commercial is in my head for some stupid ass reason. Anyway, Stephanie Beecham plays Martha Van Leeuwen. We've seen her in The Love Boat, Troop Beverly Hills, one of my favorite movies. Dynasty, Star Trek, Next Generation, Blossom, 90210, The Bold and the Beautiful. Coronation Street, which is the world's longest running television soap um, in England. Woohoo! Yay! Um, Hilary Danner plays Alexandra Van Leeuwen. We've seen her in the best 
propaganda of all time. Homicide. Life on the street. Life on the street. <laughs> yeah, I think we went on a whole rant about this the last time we recorded. We did. We did. <laughs> we did. Because Homicide Life on the Street was that girl. It was that girl. Um, That's what I was saying. Oh, we should do a rewatch, but they don't have it anywhere that you could rewatch it. And then we were on this like, whole thing. Because that's yo, that's where we get Detective Munch. That's where he starts. That's where Munch starts. He went from the mean streets of Baltimore to the meanest streets of New York. You. Anyway, um, she was also you can on get Saved by what, the um, eBay the whole Amazon Prime forty dollars on DVD or DVD. DVD I might, I might, I actually might. I'm gonna send you a link. I'm supporting it's a small impulse. business at that point. Sure, I'll send you the link. <laughs> anyway, we've also seen her in Saved by the Bell, The College Years, Diagnosis, Murder, Touched by an Angel, NYPD Blue, Home Improvement, um, ER, Colombo, Providence, and Last on Cold Case. Um, <clears throat> Rick Coy plays Gilbert Van Leeuwen. We've seen him on Chairs, Married with Children, Saved by the Bell, The College Years, Step by Step, Murphy Brown, 90210, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Diagnosis Murder, and Charmed is his very last credit. So it looks like you had to really go through, like if you made it to Diagnosis Murder, you know your next app, your next check was coming from Charmed. <laughs> Why though? Or Beverly Hills, nine hundred two one zero. That you knew you had. It the makes more sense. Lines. It makes more sense to nine hundred two one zero the charm because of hey Shannon. But diagnosis murder to charm. Yeah, I don't get that one. NYPD blue to charm is wild too. Yeah. Um, yeah. and the trivia. This is the first time it's mentioned that Daryl at least has a child or children because he mm-hmm. says the line. Of course, I know the jiggle. I'm a father. They didn't um, even give a fuck. They didn't give a fuck. Exactly. When Daryl says three witches and a baby, it's a play on the movie Three Men and a Baby. <laughs> the episode. <laughs> this episode <laughs> reunites uh, Shannon Doherty as Stephanie Beecham. Uh, she Stephanie Beecham played Iris McKay, Dylan's mom, on Nine Two One Zero. Um, and we have a little bit of like a. We have two spell trivia notes. The first one is like, is this, uh, is this like a they didn't get to it in the spell or did they forget about it kind of situation? Because in season one, in the Power of Two, the Book of Shadows states that the ghost Jackson Ward can only be vanquished by a spell spoken by a spirit by one of the witches, either Prue or Phoebe. In this episode, the Book of Shadows states that the ghost can be vanquished by a potion spread over his bones or by the death of the object of his wrath. Uh, per this episode, Jackson Ward could have been vanquished by spreading the potion over his bones since Prue and Phoebe spread a potion on his crypt, which would have had his bones to summon him. So, oops. Didn't Javier write the episode too? I don't remember. Javier don't remember. did so much. Um, and, and last but not least, Prue uses her powers for personal gain all up and through this episode, uh, and nobody was punished. Uh, take a sip before we get to the summaries. Okay, okay. 
All right. Um, the Peacock synopsis is the witches protect a seemingly abandoned baby from a vengeful ghost. The IMDb synopsis is the sisters must find a way to vanquish a ghost who is intent on killing all of the men in the family line, including the last male, a baby named Matthew. Dun, dun, dun. Very wordy, but like to the point. But it was good though, but it was good. <clears throat> the DVD. Phoebe brings home an abandoned baby boy so the charm ones can protect him from a vengeful ghost who has been killing off the men in his family. This is sounds like she found this baby on the street and was like, come here, baby. Wait, <laughs> 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 like, what the fuck is that? Uh, the DB, like, IMDB won. IMDB got it this time. IMDB got it. Peacock always gives the bears the minimums. If it gives away the summary, who cares? <laughs> Wait, uh, so let's start this episode. All right. So we are in the solarium. Ooh, I love when they start stuff in the solarium. Um, so Piper is putting things in a baby basket and Prue comes in and Prue is like, have you seen my slides? And Piper already knows. She says, buy the TV. And Prue says, oh, my God, I thought I lost them. And Jack would have killed me. She gets the slides. We find out that uh, Jack and Prue have a presentation. And if they do the presentation, it's amazing. Then they get to go to New York for a conference. And then this is where they're going to do the nasty. It'll be in New York. So we don't really care about, they don't really care about the conference. They care about that nice, all expensive paid hotel room. Of where course, they're going to consummate their relationship. Yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> and Piper brings it up. Piper is like, oh, so you finally going to sleep with him? And she's like, no, it's just a business trip. And she changes the subject immediately and talks about the present that Piper is holding um, because we find out that there's a baby shower about some chick mm-hmm. that we have never heard about before and we will never hear about after. No, we probably going to hear about her around like season four, season five-ish. Okay. If you if you pick up what I'm putting down. All right, all right. Mm-hmm. Um, so we find out that uh, Piper knits. So she knitted a baby blanket and with the leftover yarn that she had, she also knitted a teddy bear. But the teddy mm-hmm. bear and blanket don't have the same colors. So I don't know how she knitted it with that was that was definitely a oops that didn't make any sense like y'all couldn't have picked something that had the same colors a lot of oops a lot of oops so hyper now of course is bringing up the fact that oh my god look at you having baby stuff you look so cute having baby stuff what does this mean for you and dan and in my head i was like can we slow down you mean this man oh what did i say you said piper (laughs) sorry (laughs) <laughs> but can we slow down though? Can we slow down? Like she's still lying to Dan about last so, week. Like last week she we was still lying to this man in his face. We went on a different tangent when we were talking about this. So I'll try to make this brief because we're already 32 okay. minutes in. Um well, an hour, but <laughs> um at what point, like how many months in is she telling Dan? Because realistically, they're about six to eight months in at this mm-hmm. point. Is she telling him the secret at the year mark? Is she telling him three years in? Like, when should she tell him? When she's over Leo. 
I mean, if that's the case, she shouldn't even be with him. But you're right. Okay. I mean, you got to get like, to get over. But I feel like at that that's not really fair because Leo is her assigned white lighter. So, like, there's always going to be, like, something like, he's still in my life. I still okay, see I him every day. The of heart is okay, right? Like, the flicker of heart. But she literally lied to this man last week about her feelings for Leo. Like, she didn't just have a whole conversation with her sister about the fact that she, and she says it here too, right? Like, every time I look at Dan and see our future together, I just think, like, in the future, it was supposed to be me and Leo. And so she's holding out hope that in the future, it's going to be her and Leo and Dan and his chin dimples ain't got nothing on that. It's wild because, like, <laughs> if you and Leo are divorced in the future, then. <laughs> Like, woo! I'd rather have him and had lost him. Leo hated you in the future. But also, right? like, that was, that was hot Leo, though. Leo had, like, some oomph to him, right? That's probably what she was thinking. Like, Leo had some oomph to him. He wasn't soft, Leo. He was probably, like, picking her. They were probably having it's hate like, sex. Like, I fucking hate you, bitch sex. That's what they were having in the future. They were divorced, but yeah. he was still tapping that. <laughs> it's very much like... Y'all not even together. Y'all just like you loved him and lost him, but you still like, ooh. But I at least I know he wanna marry me. At least I know we're gonna have a kid together. <laughs> I feel like she's like holding on to like that security blanket, but it's not even really a security blanket because he don't fuck with you no more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, they were they were they were fucking. They were definitely fucking the future. Just he was just clapping them cheese. Just Actually, he wasn't because she be freezing him for her own personal pleasure. <laughs> so they go through this whole thing that Dan has has their relationship on the fast track. She is not ready for that. Um, and Prue is trying to tell her, like, yeah, you're thinking about the future, but Dan is here in the present now, and that should be what matters. And Piper's like, yeah, I get that, but I'm not ready for a baby shower. Like, sis, sis. I mean, even to this man, I love you. May not be ready for a baby in my belly. You may not be ready for a baby shower, but six to eight months in, you should be like, your intention should be clear by now. Hold, hold on. This is coming from the girl who, when somebody says, I love you, what is your response? I know. Okay. Okay. I mean, what's not to love about me? Um, <laughs> I'm amazing. I, you know, I have good taste in music and television. Um, my food, phenomenal. Me, phenomenal. Um, I, I'm, what's not to love? The humbleness that exudes from your pores is just shocking. It's, it's, it's a delight to see how humble you are. I allowed you in my bubble and you fell in <laughs> love with me. Surprising. <laughs> So we're at the police station. Oh, we went on such a rant last week too. <laughs> we're at the police okay. station with Phoebe and Morris. I'm ignoring you. <laughs> and the caption is a Libra. <laughs> I hope you recorded that. I really hope you. I did. That. I did. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't with you. <laughs> 
So Phoebe and Morris are have they're they're in the midst of this conversation where Phoebe is trying to convince Morris that he should use her psychic prowess to help close cold case files. And Morris so is I like, was re-watching this episode last night to refresh my brain. Okay. I was like, what, what fucking episode are we even up to? I definitely and, had to rewatch, yeah. <laughs> and why did this conversation need to happen? after precinct because you know what that is a conversation to be had but not at my job and that's actually the rant that we went on last week so you, you still yes. have the okay, same okay so my feelings are still the same you Vince, said last week you, you were like the fact that phoebe had the audacity yeah so last week you were saying the fact that she had the audacity to come to this man's job and have this conversation instead of like picking up the phone and calling him or having because we all know that she don't give a fuck about where he lives but having him come to the manor like clearly shows the level of respect that she had for morris you went on this whole tangent last week i don't yo in hindsight it makes sense why i don't remember it but like it's just you magic is supposed to be a secret and you're not moving she don't care i know this is the girl and who every see, time is like, I'm the witch. Hey. You know what? We will see it again later on in this episode. Because she really <laughs> does not give a fuck. I'm going to give him credit where it's due. He had the conversation with her. He let her talk. Like, he let her have her space. And then was like, look, with everything that happened with Andy and you girls... And Andy not doing his job the way he was supposed to. And then Andy dying in y'all house. And I had to cover that up. Like, and I'm a black cop. Like, I'm on thin ice here, okay? I am dancing around on this ice just trying to hold on for my life. Please stop coming to my job about dumb shit. And she doesn't take it seriously because she picks up a butter knife and acts like she's having a premonition. And she's like, oh, you had sausage for breakfast, didn't you? And Morris is like, but I hate sausage. Even then, it's like, you don't even know what your friend like. Like, how you asking him for favors and coming to his place of business and harassing him. And, like, I feel like a good friend knows if somebody likes sausage or beef. Not even, okay, and honestly, it doesn't even have to be your friend. You coming to me on some, you coming to me on, I like, let's mutually help each other out. At least research your partner or your intended partner to like make sure like okay this is at least show that you care in some sort of way if it's not going to be like on some friendship at least on the professional level but she's ay 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 I mean they had that conversation right a couple of episodes ago where he was like y'all don't I'm grieving here too y'all don't seem to care about the fact that I'm grieving she didn't even ask to go into like an interrogation room so they could have the conversation without people listening. Cause they, they flipped to police officers watching them having this conversation and mm-hmm. laughing about it. Yeah. And it's just like, I mean, maybe it's meant to be funny. I just know what it is, but it, it's, it's definitely, the beginning of the uh, like it's the little microaggressions that lead to what happens later on in the series and i'll just leave it at that 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so we see three police officers having a baby and the baby's crying and they're like cooing it and like jiggling things above the baby's head and the baby don't seem to give a shit. Um, Phoebe automatically, and she doesn't even apologize saying, hey, you know, you're right. Maybe I shouldn't have brought this up to you at the station. She automatically turns her attention to the baby and the fact that the baby's abandoned. And Morris is like, yeah, it's at the police station because it's abandoned and abandonment is a crime, Phoebe. You're supposed to help You me know out. what I think? You know, I I think in this, this thing about how the dismissal of Morris is, I think like he was definitely used to push the plot forward. And then Not somebody was like, and somebody had to be like, you know, this is kind of fucked up, right? And they're like, oh, it, I guess it, I guess it is kind of fucked up. Right? Fucking psycho ass cats. It just. I don't know if you heard all that shuffling. This is like. I did. Like, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Tiger's beating himself up. And I'm just like, all right. All right. It doesn't. It doesn't hit the way it should. It's very bothersome, I think, watching it back and how they treat Morris, who, okay, granted, like, that's not your friend, but he was at least a friend of somebody that you guys grew up with. Mm -hmm. You think you'd have a little bit more respect or decency for him? Yeah. There's none there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's very much, it's so... Like, and this isn't even, like, the first time he said it. Like, he said it to prove. He said it, like, you asking me for shit. And, like, we haven't even really talked about the shit that happened at your house. And now your dumbass sister's here asking me again for shit. Like, I don't have asking a job. Asking me again for shit. Yeah. Like, y'all, it's, it's a, uh, justice for Morris. <laughs> so Phoebe and Morris end up taking over watching the baby and Phoebe comes up with this great idea to well let me rewind Phoebe goes to the baby and sees the baby and she went to like take him out of the car seat and gets a premonition mm-hmm. with Matthew and a ghost and she's like oh no oh my god oh my god Morris asks if Phoebe's okay and then we get the opening credit so yeah, your song was Human Touch by Pocket Size, and my song was I Got Sunshine by Sarah Vonderhaal. So we have seen that Morris has given over this baby, and the baby is with these three delinquents <laughs> at the manor. Uh, two and a half. Okay, I can do that. I hear that. <laughs> so Phoebe basically explained the premonition to her sister. She can't figure out the premonition is future premonition or a past premonition. Um, she said if it was the past, she thinks that that would be the reason why they abandoned him to try to save him. Piper's like, mm-hmm. I don't do kids. Why you got this kid in my house? <laughs> and they're kind of going back. They're trying to figure out how to get the baby to calm down while also trying to figure out why a ghost is after such a baby. baby. Yeah. Um, we find out that Morris 
did let Phoebe have the baby because he did not put the baby into the system. So she has 24 hours before social services comes knocking on the door, figuring out why this, where this baby at and why this baby wasn't put into the system. So here again, Morris is like, do what you need to do. My job is on the line. You got 24 hours because you think you saw a ghost in your brain. <laughs> Um, Phoebe was able to get Matthew to calm down. She puts Matthew back into his little car seat and Phoebe's like, oh my God, I can't wait to have a baby someday. And Piper's, which is, you would think Piper would be like the mom of the group because she loves to cook and she's very, and we saw that last season, like she's very nurturing and she's like, nope, I think Dan got the wrong sister because Nope, not me, not over here, not these ovaries. <laughs> she, she tries, she picks uh, up a bear and tries, oh, go ahead. No, I, it, it's it's a weird departure of who Piper is because mm-hmm. like just two episodes ago, you were just like, oh, I can't, like, I want a family and I want this. And now like, ah, babies, ugh. And I mean, I guess it's probably it's paid off later on in the episode, but I feel like they and I I could probably say this for tweaks and the yeah I'll just remind me to pin it I'll note note it for myself it makes better sense in the tweaks so let's continue. So, do you think though it's not necessarily her having a baby, but it's the fact that like everybody's like oh my god this is perfect excuse me, this is perfect for you and Dan to move forward in your relationship. Like, it's just another, like, step that she should be taking that she's just not ready to take right now with this person. Yeah, I guess it's like, um, like, before you and Mel got married, how everybody would be like, so when's the wedding? When are you guys getting engaged? And Like, you're, they're, they're fast-tracking your relationship. When you're like, I want to habitually hit this man. All right. Don't ask me about no fucking wedding. Okay. Okay. I feel like she's trying to tell her sisters that Dan is like Mr. Right Now and not Mr. Forever. And they just not picking up what she's putting down. Like, I feel like how many times does she have to say, like, in my head, I see the end game being myself and Leo. But Dan gives great penis. I don't even think it's just that. I think it's just like, ugh, I hate that. Like, because I, I literally just saw the clip, but it's more like, damn, why the fuck did I not meet you first? Because I feel like if she had met Dan first, this wouldn't be an issue. Because Dan is everything that she yeah. wanted in the timeline that she wanted. But she met Leo first and but she can't be her true self with Dan. Like I feel because she saw what happened with, um, with her, her sister, mom. her mom, her grandmother, <laughs> like Leo knows that she's a witch. And I mean, again, her being a witch is the reason why they're not together, but at least she can be like hundred percent herself. With that, this man. I mean, and then that just, I guess this just falls into shitty writing then because at that point 
you never gonna be able to open up to anybody. You're you're setting right. yourself to only you're limiting yourself to only being Leo because what you're saying is there's no other man in this world that you can trust other than the man who was assigned who lied to you first. Well, I mean, I will say that when Mel and I broke up, it, w- it was difficult. You're used to being so comfortable with somebody and somebody understanding like all of your quirks and your weird shit and being okay with how weird you are. And then going back on the dating scene and having to put up like, you obviously don't want to let people know how weird you fucking are when you first meet. It's exhausting. <laughs> No, I, I understand, understand that a thousand percent, from. but like, I understand that a thousand percent, but that's not even the fucking same. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is this man knew who the fuck you were from jump. He ne- like, you are comparing him. The playing field will never, ever, ever be ever level because this man came in knowing who the fuck you were. He fucked your grandma like 30 years ago. So... Dan never, like, even if it wasn't Dan, nobody would have a shot because you only limiting yourself to Leo and his co-workers. Damn. I mean, we all know the end then that, here is Leo. But it's lazy writing to, the way they're making it in game, watching it now, it's, it's lazy writing because, oh, the only man that will ever love me is the man who, like, Who's in my like? It's not like he was put in your life magically for this to romantically happen. He was put mm-hmm. in your life to protect you and guide you. You fell in love with Jiminy Cricket. Sorry, did I just ruin that for you? Don't give me that face. Don't give me that face. Fix your face. So the center opens and Prue walks in. And Prue was like, what the fuck y'all doing? Because my New York trip is at stake. And this kind of like re-watching it this morning, Phoebe kind of bothered. I mean, we haven't really had like a good Phoebe drag in a while. And this isn't going to turn into a Phoebe drag. But I just feel like it kind of bothered me because Prue worked so hard at these slides and this presentation and at Buckland's and with this new and I feel like everybody goes just at work right like you get a new manager and all the effort that you put in in the past you now got to do all over again to show and prove that you're worth being in the position that you're at Mm -hmm. and so here she is doing it all over again and nobody gives her the grace that we gave her sister her sister's Plural. Well, her sisters didn't have no job. Only one had a job. That's why it's her sister. Only one had a job. But like, when she ain't want to show up, she ain't show up. When she said she had set up for the restaurant, she set up for the restaurant. And that was that. And we gave her the grace because that was her job. And here at her, it's like nobody gives a shit that she works at Buckland's. At all. Like, <laughs> she, her sisters know about this. And I know we joked, and I know they joke around about her being, you know, knee deep in penis in New York, but her winning this presentation would have shown that she's the best of the best and would have not 
and would have proven to the new clients and to her new boss that she knows what the fuck she's doing. And even though she takes all these family emergencies, there's a reason why she has that big ass office with the assistant. And I just, yeah, they didn't need her as for the shit that she was doing. Excuse me, to not be at work. They didn't need her for that. They need to do that because you know what you very well could have done. And I mean, I feel like <laughs> the tweaks we would make section is is gonna be super long. But like, they didn't need to be there. They at all like they could have let her do her job, and then they could have found the spell, found the bones, and everything they needed to do, and then be like, "All right, we just need you for this mm-hmm. one thing. Get in, get out." And it's just it's more of the underlying theme of they don't give a like. Prue always has to sacrifice to make sure yeah. everything else is good, but nobody yeah. ever wants to sacrifice for Prue. Because right. fuck it. Um Piper went to Hawaii. Y'all let Piper go to Hawaii. Not I mean there was a reason why she went to Hawaii, right? But <laughs> I know I understand that there's a reason why Piper I mean Holly was sick that day. She I guess she was having surgery. I remember I forget the factoid. But it was behind the scenes shit that caused Holly to not be there. But But the fact so, that, right. The fact it, it's now that, written. It's now written that like y'all let you and uh Prue were able to the power of two. The name of the episode is called Power of Two and they did it. Right. And they could have very well done that again for this episode because Holly was in the opening scene and the end scene. And why couldn't that have been the same way for Prue? Because they and don't I think, care about her. I think too, I'm not going to say because Prue's not, or excuse me, Piper's not the one who tells Prue to come along. I also kind of downplays the fact that Piper has an active power because that's that's what we use. Oh, well, there's an active power here. We need an active power, but your mm-hmm. sister has an active power. So they basically yeah. run through the whole having an abandoned baby um, to Prue, and Prue is like, "Well, that doesn't make any sense that she's abandoned or he's abandoned because his name is Matthew." Uh, because there's an Eddie Bauer car seat and the, the blanket is lined in silk. And I would just say, like, maybe it's the 90s, but silk ain't that expensive now. And I was just like, I have a blanket lined in silk. Yeah, but like, you, you okay, but here's the thing, though. Think about it as a black mama. Would you have your infant baby in a silk lined blanket on the go in the 90s you as right, a black you mom? Right. Ooh, right. for the baby to throw up on this shit? Hell no. For him to have an accident? And get shit and all so the way. Eddie Bauer get. car seats aren't that expensive. I looked it up because I was like, ooh, Eddie Bauer car seats. But they're the same price as other car seats. Yeah, I don't I, know if they're like super expensive. But I guess, you know, like you getting an Eddie Bauer car seat versus like a Graco or an Evenflow. Yeah. I guess I can see that. Because <laughs> like I got my nephew um, like an Eddie Bauer backpack, but like the leash backpack. Not about like I was right. like, I was. I was like, a cool aunt, a fun aunt, but you're not running away from me because I got like this Eddie Bauer backpack leash. Right, right. <laughs> uh, so they were able to put Matthew to sleep and then Phoebe's just kind of, they're having this whole conversation on why they don't really think that he's abandoned because of all the expensive gifts, uh, because of the fact that Phoebe had the vision of the ghost chasing the baby. Um 
there was a man that was carrying the baby at the time. And Daryl said that he would come by at lunch and he would get a sketch artist to help ID who the man was. And it's just kind of, I don't know. The fact that she was like, I got to go back to work. And people are like, why? What? You got to go back to work? Like, you didn't need me for this. There was like, you could have had. And Phoebe has done this before where you've called me relentlessly at work. I don't understand why this was not a phone conversation. There was no need for me to be here. And if we're being honest, I guess I, I know this also goes into tweak the episode. Are we there yet where they're at like the she's at the toy store? No, not yet. Oh. Not yet. Almost, but not yet. Um so Prue and Phoebe went to go grab their coats and their bags and Piper's like, "Well, why are you leaving me with the baby?" And obviously Phoebe has to go to the police station and this is where we get into Piper going, Piper needing to go and get, excuse me, because Piper was going to stay with the baby, but Prue needing to go and get all of the diapers and the bottles mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And so they left her at home. Phoebe said, I'm going to go see, which I don't understand why Phoebe couldn't go see Morris and then stop and get, or go and get the diaper stuff. and Because the baby don't need that much. Like or, you could have yeah, ran or... to whatever... Or Piper could have dropped Phoebe off at the precinct, go get the stuff for the with the baby, because the, the baby already has a car seat. The baby's in its car seat. Right. Like, you could... There was a way that it could have been done. Yes, it would have taken longer, but there was a way that it could have been done where you could have been a single mom that works real hard. Yeah. And didn't have to necessarily... Even I mean, the, the next scene is cute. Yeah, I guess. But it didn't... So Prue goes to the baby store and she's basically, um, first of all, she's using her powers and getting all the, the diapers and stuff in public to fly off the shelf and then she catches them. And then we run up to Jack and Jack is chasing a kid riding around a scooter. <laughs> and it's like, security alert, security. Right. So Jack showed up to the baby store because... This is where her assistant said that's where she was going to be. Mm-hmm. And here again, it's another family emergency. Uh, her baby cousin, Matthew, is staying with us. And Jack is like, but we got work. Like, why are you making me not be? Like, I'm the slacker. Relationship. <laughs> like, I am the slacker <laughs> out of our relationship. And now I have to man up. Um, he was afraid that she had changed her mind about going to New York. And Prue was like, I definitely, I'm the one who had, oh, and this irritates me later on in the episode. She's the one who had been working late for the past three nights to make sure that their um, their presentation was where it needed to be. And it Mm -hmm. honestly really needed some tweaks. And she couldn't do those tweaks because of her, because of Phoebe. Because I'm not going to say her sisters, because of fucking Phoebe. (laughs) She does want to go to New York and she's letting Jack know, like, I do want to go to New York. I don't want to be dealing with this. Like, who wants to be going to a diaper store when I can be in New York on an all-expensive paid trip, getting my back blown out? Like, one or the other. And as a mom, I'm taking the New York trip. (laughs) So we find out that the presentation is today at 3 o'clock. And then if they get it, the plane leaves tomorrow at 9. So they don't really have that much time to, like, tidy up what needs to be tidied up. And Mm -hmm. do what... I'm sorry. Fuck that kid. Fuck that kid. That ain't my kid. That ain't your kid. He not related to us. 
He ain't no baby wish. This ain't come from the elders. I don't care. <laughs> but Dan shows up. So now we're back at the manor and Dan's showing her how to jiggle and how to do the wiggle and how to like do the sway on baby Matthew. Like he's exuding all of the great dad qualities. Mm-hmm. That you want. I know. I know. I know. And I'm rewriting this and <laughs> in my like, I feel like. I just wanted there to be like a sophisticated woman in the writer's room when this was happening because this smells of men. It does. Piper says, I like seeing you this way. And then Prue comes back with all of this like bags and stuff. We find out that it was very expensive to have a baby because everything that she got was $313. And it was great because Matthew did a number two and needed to be changed. Clearly tell that they have never been around a child before. <laughs> Cause like they were like, oh my God, he's so ripe. Oh my God. And like, no, no, he's just he's a well fed. We should have also given you a clue that he was not an abandoned baby because he was healthy. well fed. <laughs> and Dan even tells them that he could change him, but I think Piper at this point wanted to show, like, I can I can I, do, I can it. do it. I, I can do it. I big lady, I big I, I good girl, right. I big girl. Um, they go to change him. Uh, baby Matthew do what baby do and pees and they freeze it <laughs> mid conversation with Dan. <laughs> they move out the way and on the count of three, they unfreeze everybody. And Dan still continues to have the conversation. I thought that part was cute. Um, they did not get the right size for cousin baby Matthew. And I feel like Dan's not asking the right questions, right? It's not even just that. I feel like they didn't even. Because I feel like it was the right size. Because if you look at it, and this was just me being extremely anal, but like they didn't untuck it. Because you know how it has the the uh, if you're familiar with diapers, they there's four tabs. They only untucked untucked two tabs, not the other the front two. And if they untucked the front two, it would have fit. But they were dumb. Because <laughs> like I was like. There's something about this diaper that don't look right. The scene doesn't make sense because if this is cousin baby, Ma- well, you know what? No, if this is baby Matthew, how come you don't know what size they get? No, I was going to say if this was cousin baby, see, now I got to cut this out. If this was cousin baby Matthew, why did his parents not drop not, off? But then I realized. You going to say something shady? Say, I was going to say, y'all had to deal with that last year where she dropped off the babies and didn't drop off necessary things for the babies, like pampers. So yeah. I was like, what, what? I was going to be like, what mama ain't making sure his baby? And I was like, never mind. Because <laughs> well, the baby Matthew is shitty. He's at home crying all alone on the bathroom floor because he's hungry. And the only way to feed, the him, only is way to feed him is to sleep with the sleep man with for a, man. a little bit of money. Daddy's gone. Sorry. So we're smoking rock now. In and out of lockdown. So for you, it's just a good. Yo, why were we like really dancing and jamming to that song? Like, mm, mm, mm. I would be like, I would call ACS. <laughs> I would get a job. <laughs> 
go on some food stamps. Because I don't want my baby to go through what I went through. Now, come on. What would you do? Get up. Uh, yo. There's no church. There's no church version to that. What would you do? Pray to Jesus. <laughs> there got to be no. a church version. <laughs> I was really thinking, like, why didn't any one of those, like, ICDC or, like, Little Romeo colleges not use that shit? What would you do? <laughs> Get up off my feet and stuff. Yo, the tight excuses. You sitting on the couch. You doing nothing. <laughs> you don't want your baby to go through what you went through. No, come on. Man, what would you do? You said that this would have been the perfect early morning Maury commercial. I'm done with yes! you. Yes! Yes, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. I'm going. I'm going back to this. We have been doing it. For what would you do? Get it. I'm going back to this. So the diaper don't fit. Come to find out that cousin Matthew's mom is a deadbeat. Um, <laughs> but Dan, Dan is MacGyver with estrogen and takes a tea towel and turns it into a diaper, which I'm not. I'm not cleaning. That shit going home right. Yeah, he, and and he so makes a cute. line. He makes a line. He's just like, you know, a little bit more work, but they're better for the environment. How are you not like, come let me slurp slurp you on the solarium? <laughs> let me love me in town. I'm dumb. Sorry. <laughs> and he says he's going to pick up the right size on the way home. Where Leo at? Why Leo not orbiting behind the door? Where Leo? Because if it don't directly relate to our relationship to help you realize that I'm the better man, then I don't want to be a part of it. You think the elders give a fuck about an abandoned baby? Fuck that baby. Prue hands the baby back to Piper. and's like, I got to go to work, sis. I got to go to work. <laughs> I, I got to make money. Like the cutest preschool slash kindergarten teacher ever with like mm-hmm. the peasant top and the curly mm-hmm. hair. And she like, looked really cute. She had a little choker on. Oh, given like first grade realness. Yes. We're at the police station now. She's still bothering Morris. Well, Morris said he would help her. But this isn't really so helping her. He's helping himself to make sure that the baby gets found. So they go through basically what she thinks the guy looks like um, from her premonition. <laughs> and her, we find out the sketch artist's name is Hernandez. And the sketch artist is like, so are we looking for a murder suspect? And Morris is like, I just need you to fuck, fucking sketch. Hernandez is like, well, what am I supposed to do with this fucking sketch when we're done with it? And... Am I supposed to put it on the wire? Do I put it on APD? Or I ship it to the psychic hotline? And like, none of that was necessary, Hernandez, okay? None of that was necessary. He, he says, I'm so tired of them making Morris a joke. Yeah. Um, Phoebe says, wherever he is in the sketch, Phoebe's like, yep, that's the guy. Um, so Morris has Hernandez uh, print a copy, run it through the database, try to give us a name. Um, and Hernandez kind of looks at him and he's like, can you just do what I ask you to do? Like, I don't, like, I am Inspector Morris. You are a sketch artist. Like, (laughs) (laughs) 
Can you chill? Like, let's let's follow the rank. Um, Prue gets a fax of the guy. I'm guessing Phoebe faxed it to her. Yeah. Okay. Because she was on the phone with and, her, so. Right. And Prue automatically knows who it is. Of course she knows. That's it money. Is, it is Gilbert Van Leeuwen. Money and yes, that's McGee. exactly what it is. His family has a huge art collection, and they sold some of it last year when the father mysteriously died. And then his brother also died a couple of days ago, too. So Phoebe goes, well, yeah, so the ghost isn't just after baby Matthew, but basically the whole Van Leeuwen estate. And she's like, well, let's go. Me and Morris are going to go down to the estate. Do you want to come and have a little chat with Gilbert? And it would help to have an active power there just in case the ghost shows up. And active power there don't mean Phoebe. I mean, it doesn't mean Prue. As we see later on in this episode. Right. And you could have... Phoebe could have taken the baby from Piper and then Piper could have went with Morris. Like, there there was a way that this could have worked without having to interrupt her presentation. And Prue says, sure, who wants to go to New York anyway? And, like, they cut to Phoebe's face kind of being like shocked that she would say something about that. And at the time that I watched it, I was like, why would she make that face? But she doesn't understand because she don't have a job. She don't understand working hard for something and not getting it. So it doesn't matter. Not even no wonder that. She's she don't understand. How could your life not just be all about being a witch? Our whole duty is to help a like healthy innocent and what's more innocent than a baby. And it's just like, bitch, I do this shit every week. It's gonna be somebody else's sweet. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Right. Like, I wanted this for me. Yeah, and I feel like she deserved it. Everything that she's done, especially with Bucklands, and how we already know how. Uh... So Prue and Bucklands is how I feel about Rachel Maddow. Like the way that they can just spew information, and you can clearly tell that they enjoy what they do. And have the knowledge to do it and are just like boss bitches in their own right in a world that is predominantly male dominated. That is how I feel about Prue. And Phoebe, just every chance she gets, just be shitting on that. Just every chance she gets. And I hate that. I hate it. <laughs> totally, totally hate it. Um, they get off the phone. Jack, you know, Jack comes back with food. But we know that's not going to last long because she has to leave yet again. Yet again. Even though it's presentations at 3 o'clock. So we're at the Van Leeuwen house and um, we now see Gilbert and Alexandra. And they're having this whole conversation trying to find out, well, what did you do with Matthew? Where did Matthew go? And he's like, I had to do it for his own good because I know this ghost is going to come after me. He would have gotten to him. He strikes. We find out that the ghost strikes at the moment of greatest joy. And so they thought that the ghost was going to come before Matthew got christened. And if you are in like, is it like, isn't that what they think like in Christianity, like if the baby don't get christened, it don't go to heaven or something like that. Yeah. It don't go to heaven. Right. Okay. They're like in purgatory or something like that. Which when you think about it, it doesn't make sense. Because the baby hasn't done anything to be good or evil yet. So right. it should but, automatically get good points. Right. And then if you think, so if you believe that, then right. I got a brick to sell you in. Sorry. Oh. 
So Alexandra does not believe in the ghost. She said, I understand that everything that happened with your brother and your dad has made you going crazy. <laughs> right. But like this ghost stuff, it don't make no sense. You need to stop. You sound crazy. You need chill pill. You need a therapist. And the ghost of, so Martha, Martha shows and Martha's like, Gilbert, you need to leave. And the ghost appears. And the ghost is like, too late, Martha. I'm taking out your next son. Bye-bye, buddy. And Martha's like, no, please. No, I have suffered. You've taken everyone. Spare my last son. And the ghost is like, well, bring me the baby and you'll have somebody. And Gilbert's like, you're not taking my baby boy. My beautiful baby boy. My love of my life. And that's exactly what happens. The ghost says, well, bye-bye. Bye-bye, Gilbert. I can see why this was his last acting episode because the way this man stumbles back and falls off this banister, like, you could have grabbed onto the wall. That zap clearly was not that powerful. You could have held onto the wall. And, like, he falls over the banister. (laughs) And the way they zoom in. The way they zoom in, I was like, y'all had too much fun with this. The ghost tells Martha, I'm not letting you leave here. You are never leaving this house until I have killed every last member in your pathetic little family. And I feel like, what does Alexandra say at this point? Because one of your last words to your husband was that you are crazy. crazy. And there's no... And then this ghost appears and zaps your husband over the banister. Over the moon. Ha! Moon. <laughs> um. So the police arrive. And I just feel like, can I just say this is shitty ass police work? Like, the way I would have had Martha all locked up in handcuffs. <laughs> It's like Martha, like, it's work on so many different her. levels because, like, bitch, why are you here? Why did any like mm, again? I know this would be in like the tweaks we should make episode, but why were you even in this house? If you believe the curse, why are you in this house? Oh, why is you here? So, Morris, Morris is there with the rest of the police. He's giving Phoebe all the tea, and. I wouldn't tell Phoebe shit. Like, I know Prue's there and Prue has not really, I mean, kind of sort of did him wrong. But, like, I wouldn't tell these sisters shit. I, I, why are you even here? Why are you here? I'll tell you. When, like, she, Prue says that they're grief counselors and Phoebe gives her a look like, damn, bitch, why are you lying? You can't tell her the truth? Bitch, there's a room full of police officers. There's, like, other people here. Like, no, I can't just be like, I'm a witch in front of a room full of people. Like, there was some decorum. And, and like, Phoebe just, her whole identity is being a witch, and it's really fucking annoying at this point. Because, <laughs> why, like, you give Do me you think that's why she falls so hard in season three? Because her whole identity is being a witch? Do you think that's why her and that C name... <laughs> go down that path that they do because she don't have nothing else I mean or is, that, or is that like next season's breakdown 
We'll deal with that when we cross that bridge, but that bridge. So Morris says that Gilbert Van Leeuwen fell over the banister and the medical examiner is going to list the cause of death as accidental. There sure have been a lot of accidents around here lately. And Morris says, yeah, well, welcome to homicide. So Morris knows that something ain't right in the water. Like, do these cops not do their job just to simply not do their job? Because I'm sorry, there's been three deaths in this house that have all been ruled accidental. At some point, when are we going to put up, like, You remember that investigation discovery um, thinking where that girl, like, this guy's son died, and then, like, two weeks later, his girlfriend died by falling off the banister, and they were like, it's suicide? No. <sighs> Long story Finally short... the episode. <laughs> Long story short... We have way too much evidence of police not doing their work from investigation discovery <laughs> or um, shady police work based off of what we've seen on investigation discovery. And I think so. Phoebe says um, something about Gilbert being the father. Oh, she goes, Poor Matthew. And Morris says, We don't know if this is Matthew's dad or not. And I'm like, That could have been a. A real simple fix. Y'all could have went down to records and seen if Gilbert had a child. Is is his name on any paperwork birth certificates? Like this could have been a real simple, a real simple fix. <laughs> and this is like TV, so it would have taken like thirty seconds to do. <laughs> well, that's thirty seconds more than I actually want to spend. So Morris is getting. Um, I wouldn't say haze, but there is a lack of respect being shown for Morris by these bum ass cops. <laughs> and it's a direct result of his relationship with these women. And they do not get, um, they don't give a fuck. At they least Prue tried with like, we're grief counselors. Um, the, cop tells, the, the cop tells Morris, let me guess, who are these, your psychic friends? And Morris goes, so let me guess, you want to be a meter man? Is that what you want to be, bitch? And I'm here for it. <laughs> we'll always be here for he it. He don't even address that anymore. He 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 straightens up and he flies right and lets Morris know that the victim's more mother, who is Martha, is around the corner. Mm-hmm. Morris tells the two girls to not say nothing, cause y'all are nothing, and to let him do all the talking. They don't listen to that. Um, Why would they? That's what they. T- <laughs> that's when they do tell her that they're grief counselors um they have a couple of questions for not only her but the daughter-in-law um we find out that the story that they're going with is that the baby is staying with his aunts and martha says i don't feel like talking to you and can you blame her If this was a true homicide investigation, I feel like Morris Spidey senses would have been tingling. Like you just lost three males in your family. The baby y'all saying is is at an aunt's somewhere upstate. Ma'am, are you safe in this house? Blink, Blink twice. twice. <laughs> Something. Or do is it you? Are you the, the murderer under the mask? Find out next time on Scooby Doo Mysteries. <laughs> So they go, so Prue and Phoebe end up like going on their own journey into house, 
into a crime scene. <laughs> they are walking along, acting like they own the place. They go into a baby's room and on the baby in the baby's room there's a pillow and it has Matthew on it. Mm-hmm. And Phoebe's like, Yep, we definitely have their grandchild's last child. Um, but Phoebe says that she shouldn't mention anything just in case the ghost is around. And I feel like that's her first right idea that she's had in But it doesn't go oh. far. It doesn't go far. She completely contradicts her own advice immediately. She does. She does. Alexandra pops up. They tell Alexandra that they're grief counselors and they basically try to um, get information out of Alexandra after this woman just watched her husband (laughs) topple over. (laughs) She says, I know. She's like, we can help you more than you know. And she's like, Alexandra's like, yeah, you can. If you can't bring my husband back, then you can't really help me and you need to leave. So they go back to the manor. It's Phoebe and Prue. Piper walks in holding Matthew. And I just feel so, so bad for my girl, Prue. Like, she should be wearing her black blazer and her black skirt. One of them outfits that she got last season when she was doing that whole, you the know, mom, yeah. 90s fashion monologue in front of the mirror. Giving the best presentation of her life. However, she is here. Trying to figure, get more information on the Van Lewins. We did find out that Jack did a good thing and postponed the presentation. So she has until, which doesn't make any sense because if the plane has to leave leave at nine, how is your presentation at nine? Right, right. Um, So they have to find, you know, they have to find a way to vanquish the ghost, which kind of goes back into what you were saying before. There shouldn't have taken them that long to vanquish a ghost because they've done that already. Um, Phoebe says that the thing about ghosts that they always haunt for a specific reason and it's always personal and so we know that the Van Lewins know the ghost and they have to find out who the ghost is Um, Piper says I'm going to find him and gives uh, baby Matthew to Phoebe (sighs) Matthew is still continuing to cry and they're just trying to figure out why he can't go to sleep they're like is it a hungry cry is it a sleepy cry maybe it's a birthday burpee cry and Matthew's just like, no, it's I want my mommy. I don't know who you super bitches are. <laughs> Y'all don't smell right. <laughs> Yo, Phoebe tries smell. to right. Phoebe tries to pat Matthew on his back and he ends up throwing up all over Prue's presentation. And my girl just she just can't get a damn break. She just wanna I know she at that point she just wanted to throw her hands up and start sobbing. Because I would too. Bless you, baby. <laughs> Um, so it's two o'clock in the morning. They did a quick time lapse. It's two o'clock in the morning. Matthew is still up. <laughs> They're still trying to find everything that they could on the Van Lewins and who exactly would want to be after them. But of course, they're loaded, so anybody could hold a grudge against them. Prue says that maybe we should just focus on the time of Martha's husband's death, which I mm-hmm. feel like why did it take y'all so long to <laughs> figure that out? <laughs> Matthew is uh, still not asleep and is getting ready to cry again. Um, and Prue is over it. <laughs> Prue lays him down on a blanket and was like, this is not for personal gain at all. <laughs> she tips everything out of her bag and then uses her power to kind of create like uh, a mobile. A mobile. Mobile. <laughs> mobile Prue does ask, does it fall under the personal gain category? And Prue is like, look, the, the elders took your man away from you. What you worried about, okay? 
<laughs> he likes it. It works. Um, but then Matthew ends up dirtying his diaper again. And so they go into this cute little scene where they're cleaning him off and they're rinsing him. But Piper's still looking for information. And then she gets it. We find out that the Van Leeuwen chauffeur, Elias Lundy, disappeared right before Martha Husband suddenly died. Prue goes, well, it doesn't mean that he's dead. Maybe he just took off. But which I don't know how she would find. I guess. Do they put that information in the papers that he did? He took off without taking anything that he owned, including the savings account hasn't been touched. I feel like that's something. Yeah, they would. They, I feel like maybe not the savings account, but it would. There would be like a line where like the then whatever left the house, but nothing seemed disturbed or out of place. It'll be like a quick line. It won't be. And he didn't touch his savings account. Right. The post. <laughs> Phoebe comes in being useless as usual. She's like, forget Dr. Spock. There has to be something in the Book of Shadows for the baby. And all it has in the Book of Shadows is that sometimes the baby just has to cry. And uh, yeah. Piper's over it. She's like, this has been going on all night and I can't keep doing it. The girls fall asleep at the table. But Dan is there holding Matthew in the morning. And it's just, he's like the right one, wrong time. Right one should have been there first. <laughs> um, he's holding the baby. Piper's looking at him, wondering if he's too good to be true. And Dan, Dan is like, I want to put a ring. Was it put a ring and make you want to marry me? <laughs> oh, Sheeta, I wrap like Sharnie and Sorry. <laughs> Uh, he said, maybe someday you'll find out through personal experience. And Piper's like, I got to go to work. So uh, my girl can't Piper. get a break. But, uh, Dan has to go to work. So he hands the baby back to the girls. Uh, Dan said it was it was his pleasure because Matthew is adorable, just like his cousin. He kisses her. And we find out that Prue is late for work. It is a quarter to eight. She is going to miss her presentation. Phoebe asked Piper if she can go with her to see Martha Van Leeuwen, which I don't understand why she couldn't do that. But Is it by herself? <laughs> and then that's when they're like, yeah, I'll definitely come with you to go see Martha. But then they look back and they're like, oh, no, we have a baby. Whatever shall we do? <laughs> like, they, Which I understand they don't want Martha knowing that they have the baby, but like. I don't know. No, it then doesn't make any sense. It doesn't really make any sense because, like, P three don't open till like six, so Piper can stay with the baby. Prue still has a presentation, and since you brought this to our lap, Phoebe, you can talk to the Van Lewins. You don't like you don't need Piper. Well, we find out. That they do need Prue. Because even though there's a presentation, Prue brought the baby in the office. Like, they don't give a fuck about this girl. They don't. I feel so bad for her. Like, she says she had to bring Matthew in because there was nowhere else to put him. And she's like, I mean, at this point, you can see she has, like, baby fever. Her eyes are, like, (laughs) her 
pupils are like blown. <laughs> She's so excited that baby Matthew is with her. She's like, we should talk about having a daycare center here. She's they're not the only ones with a child. Hey. And uh, Jack is looking at her like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Jack's like, but you don't have a child. This is this is this is baby cousin Matthew. Emperor's like, I know, but I'm gonna have a child, and he likes me, and I'm really good at diapering, and I'm I'm like getting a hang of being a mom. And Jack's like, yeah, but my inner child is telling me that I want to go to New York. So your mothering instinct isn't really doing it for me. We're supposed to be. <laughs> so we find out that because of Cousin Baby Matthew, she did not finish the presentation, but Jack did. Um, and so Prue gets up and gives her a which I don't know why she would have done with her door open. Right. But she jumps up. Gives Jack a kiss, and their boss walks by, Mister Caldwell, because Prue tells him, like, "You're um, the best," and he's right, like, "She tells him you're the best." He says, "Sister, me, my best and brightest in New York. I'm taking you out of the running, Hallowell." And Jack, tr- Jack tries. He's like, "You know, this was mostly Prue. I couldn't do it without her. She had a family emergency." And Mister Caldwell's like, "Yeah, she has a lot of those. So you need to show your presentation to the client, Sheridan." And she loses the chance to go to New York. Yeah, and I know it just made me upset. Yet again, justice for Prue. Mm-hmm. So Phoebe and Piper, Phoebe and Piper, I gotta stop that. <laughs> Phoebe and Piper um, are at the Van Lewin's house, and they're trying to talk to Martha. Um, and Martha's like, "Are you the cops? <laughs> Why y'all at my door?" And Phoebe says, "Well, does the name Elias Lundy mean anything to you?" That's when Alexandra comes in and is like, mm, the funeral home called. Why y'all here? Why y'all bitches here? <laughs> and that's when they're like, Why are they in me? <laughs> I need to talk to you. And this is where Phoebe pulls out from her panty flap the piece of cloth that has Matthew embroidered on it. And I feel like everything at that point kind of just drops. Alexandra is like, I'm so like, can you tell me if he's okay? And instead of saying, yes, your child's okay, Piper goes, please come with us someplace safe where we can talk about this. Could you just have said, yeah, he's okay, but we need to take this someplace else. (laughs) Or maybe, I don't know. (sighs) I don't know. It it sounds kind of like a a ransom note, right? Come with us someplace safe so we can talk. Yeah. (laughs) Ghost shows up. And he like floats the piece of cloth out of <laughs> out of her hand. He's like, yoink. <laughs> and he catches it. And he's like, so where's the child? Where is he, bitch? And Alex is like, well, no, don't tell him. Like, no, we weren't going to tell him. That's why we put, put it on a piece of paper. That's why we, we cut out the cloth. We, we clearly know that he wants your child. <laughs> like, don't be dumb. <laughs> I can't help it. The ghost tries to zap them, but Piper freezes freezes his lightning stuff, but the ghost doesn't freeze, but Martha and Alexandra does. And um, Piper's concerned, like, why didn't he freeze? Because I've frozen ghosts before. And Phoebe's like, well, this isn't the time. We need to unfreeze them. Let's get, the, let the, let's get them out of here. So he f- does the lightning stuff again. They duck. And they're running. They go to run outside the house. And the ghost is like, not so fast, Martha. <laughs> you with me, bitch. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> Forever. 
forever, ever. <laughs> so the ghost tells the girls, bring me the child or she's dead. And then slams the door shut. And Martha's like, well, I guess I'm not the only one stuck here. Is a boss. The fact that she is able to hold her head high, knowing that this guy has killed everybody, all of her children, her husband, trying to come after her grandchild, and she still got jabs. I like it. <laughs> so they go to P3, and it's Phoebe and Alexandra, and Piper's doing the whole barmaid thing, and she's pouring coffee in their cups, and they're having a conversation. Um, about the baby and about their husband and about the ghost. We obviously the ghost can't follow them. They can't, he can't leave the house. Alexandra is not so sure. She's like, because I've seen, I, I, I've seen this, this ghost kill my husband and I, I can't have him kill my son. And like, like, yes, that's why we didn't bring the son to the house. <laughs> so we oh, did find out. So now, man. Right. <laughs> So Alex spills the beans on Elias Lundy. Um, Elias Lundy was the Van Lewin chauffeur. He was obsessed with Martha. He carved his and Martha's initials. Um, and this is this is important out on the largest oak tree on the property. But eventually his obsession got out of hand one day and Lundy attacked Martha. And then uh, the father-in-law lured him out to the same tree and shot him in the back. And that's where he's buried and we covered it all up. But then a week later, the father-in-law mysteriously died at the house. And then Gilbert's brother, his uncle, and they all just look like accidents, bad luck. And Martha knew, but she just couldn't convince anybody. Mm-hmm. And I think Phoebe starts asking the right questions. Like, why didn't you stay in the house? And, or why did you stay in the house? And apparently Gilbert was also a non-ghost believer and didn't believe it until uh, his, his brother, brother died. died? And then Martha tried to sell the house, but one day, I just don't understand how does a ghost not let you sell the house? Because he probably did ghost shit while he was showing the house. Like he would try to like he would scare like the realtor, or he'll scare you. You've definitely seen this shit before, where it's like <laughs> this is our house, and we don't want anybody to buy it. So like the ghosts of the house were like. Are oh, we doing Beetlejuice shit now? Yeah, they do Beetlejuice <laughs> shit. That's what I'm saying. So clearly, Lundy is not going to quit until he gets Matthew, because at that point, everybody that you know Martha ever loved would be dead. But we think that the body is buried by the tree underneath the initials. So we're back at Buckland's. Um, the presentation. Went amazing. It went amazing. Prue is still with the baby. Jack has two tickets, two plane tickets. He's like, we can do this. Plane leaves in two hours, but I only got two tickets. So it's just you and me. You can't take that little shit with you. Fuck cousin baby Matthew. And Prue is like, well, kids under two fly free. And Jack is like, I'm afraid you were going to say that. But if you really want to take cousin baby Matthew... We'll make this work. And I'm just like, oh, look at Jack. Some maturity. I kind of right? feel like you for once. <laughs> Prue says, I think you're really sweet about everything. Thank you so much for sticking up for me. But she has to go home. And she's sorry. And Jack is sorry, too. And. I mean, wouldn't you be? Yeah. 
no no ass clapping for me in New York. And it was probably like a really nice hotel too. So like 42nd Street with all the lights. So she would have had like lights just, you know, dancing pretty. I'm mm, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> so we're at the manor and Phoebe's making a potion and Piper walks in. Phoebe is like, you know, I thought I'd be good at this baby thing. I love kids. I'm giving, I'm a good person. And Piper's like, I don't think that Matthew's rejecting you personally. I mean, look at how he treats the rest of us. <laughs> but Phoebe says she feels like a failure and that every time she gets close to Matthew, he's either opening up his mouth or his bowels and that feels like rejection to me. But no, that's just how kids are. Like <laughs> They're spitting up or they're pooping or they're crying or they're biting. <laughs> like That's that. So yeah, you, she loves kids, but clearly she doesn't understand how babies work. Um. It just this whole scene just is kind of stupid because yeah, she thinks maybe Matthew is cute, but clearly she doesn't understand like how to be a mom or how to like where's Dan? Can we bring Dan back? Because <laughs> clearly he's the only one who understands how kids work. So they're gonna go vanquish Lundy with the potion, but they need shovels. Why do they need shovels? Because the only way the potion works is if you spread it over his bones, which happens to be buried, which does not make sense based off of the previous episode where they did this before. <laughs> so, <laughs> the only so the only other way to vanquish him is to destroy the object of the curse, which is Martha, and we have to save Martha. So we are going grave digging. Prue enters with uh, Matthew. Um, Prue is going to stay with Matthew. And she's just like head over heels for this baby. Like, <laughs> and I guess, I, I mean, this is early 2000s, but I guess it kind of shows like Prue being a mom and having to sacrifice her career for being a mom, if that makes sense. Like before baby Matthew, she and Jack were, were going to knock this, you know, knock this presentation out the park. They had, they had the New York tickets in the bag. And now you kind of see her sacrificing her career for the baby, which she really doesn't seem to be mad about. Like she's head over heels for baby. I Matthew. think it's also in the episode where um, the most violent episode of Charmed ever with our black male witch, she didn't want kids. Mm-hmm. She very clearly said like, kids are not in her future. She's good. Like look what our life is every week. And to bring a baby into this is like would be messed up. But I think being around Matthew lets her know that it it is possible. You can like have your career and have the baby and you can like fight, which I mean, fight demons or ghosts. And it's just like a little crack in that armor. It's something that she she probably didn't want logically, but emotionally she can't get away from it. Right, right. Maybe not to my good sis. Good at all. Doorbells ring. It is Morris. Hand over that baby. Social services wants to know where this child is. Phoebe says, you tell social services that this baby is with us. Morris is like, nope. Three witches and a baby is not going to fly. <laughs> and Piper is trying to tell her, like, you know, we're this close to figuring everything out to give him back to the right, you know, give him back to his parents. And Morris says, 
you know, I don't want to hear another ghost story because in the real world, this baby was abandoned. And if I don't account for him, I'm going to lose my shield. And Prue comes up with the idea that what if he was kidnapped and then abandoned? If you reunite him with his mother, you would be the hero. And I just need you to hold off social services for a few more hours. And then if we're not back, then you can take baby Matthew. And <laughs> baby try to tell him all of these things that he shouldn't do because baby Matthew doesn't like it or things that he should do like the jiggle. And Morris is like, yeah, I know the jiggle. I'm a dad. I wiggle when I jiggle, when I jiggle, when I wiggle because I'm a dad. And they they plow right through that because the very next sentence is, if he starts to cry, just hold him really close because it comforts him. And it's like, he just told you he was a dad. He just <laughs> told you. He knows how to do this stuff because he is. You know what? That's their dad trauma because they have a dad and their dad probably didn't do all this stuff. So they probably were like, yeah, you a dad, but you're not really doing this shit. <laughs> Don't give him no clout. Don't give him no anyway. <laughs> So um, we're at the Van Lewin's house, and he's abusive as fuck. Yeah, he over here just shocking homegirl. He is shocking homegirl. He's not, like, killing her. He's just, they're in a room. He's zapping her. She's ducking. He's zapping her again. She's ducking. Um, but you know what? Martha is a G because she says, you can punish me all you like, and it doesn't matter. I don't know where Matthew is, and even if I did, I wouldn't tell you. Like, you know what? You a real grandma. You're holding it down. <laughs> by herself. Um, by herself. The girls pull up. They get out the shovels and the potion. They go to find where the oak tree is. And by they, I mean Prue and Phoebe. <laughs> um, Paper's going to go inside and try to protect Martha from Elias Lundy. They find the tree. They start to dig it. And Prue is like, I don't, which to me, I don't understand <laughs> why they didn't think about that in the first place. Cause she tells Phoebe, like, I have a, a better way of doing this and then lifts the dirt up. But why mm-hmm. we didn't think about this <laughs> at the house? Like, what was the whole purpose then of getting the shovels? I don't know. So they go, <laughs> they go back to the house. The ghost is still zapping Martha. And he's like, there are many things worse than death. And I'm just going to keep zapping you. I will do this forever. Piper shows up. She's like, I don't think so, ghost man. And Elias Lundy is like, well, you need to bring me this child and I'll spare you. And Piper says, actually, I think it's a little too late for that. And to me, I don't think I would have said that because I that would have put me on my guard. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. What do you, what do you mean by that? Exactly. Um, what does she mean by that, manager? Right. Prue hits Elias's bones with the shovel, which I don't know why they did that instead of just putting the potion. Girl. Like, why would you do that? Because we need to, like, we need to extend this scene by, like, five more minutes. She hits Elias's bones with the shovel. The go- Obviously, he's going to yell because you're beating the shit out of his bones. My bones! My and the, like, do you remember that commercial? I have great eyes. My eyes! <laughs> it's a one in hundred contacts commercial. <laughs> He's like, I have, I have special eyes. <laughs> my bones, my grave, and he goes obviously to where his bones are. 
he zaps them and then he takes his bones with it. Like, he's he just gonna make bones. Right? Like, why would you, why did you just pour the potion? Like, this is everything that happens after this is on them. It is 100% on them. So they run away from Elias Lundy. Um, they go into the front door and Piper's like, what do you mean? Like, like, where's Lundy? And Piper's like, y'all should have been out there vanquishing him. Like, what happened? And Phoebe says, well, it doesn't look like we'd be able to vanquish him that way because he's hidden his bones someplace that we'll never be able to find them. And Martha's like, nah, you gotta go. Like, you have to leave. And Piper says, we're not going anywhere. And Martha says, but if there's no other chance to stop them, then you have to leave. They look at each other. The girls look at each other. Piper says out loud, it's not an option. And Martha's like, well, if there is an option, you have to let me know what it is. And so that's when they explain, <laughs> that's when they explain that the only other way to vanquish a ghost is to destroy the object of his wrath. And Martha says, so is that me? Like, if I die, then he dies too? And Piper says, no, because we have to protect the innocent. And Martha goes, well, I'm not innocent because I'm the one who shot Elias in the back because he wanted me for himself. And he said he was going to kill my husband. And I'm like, well, he killed your husband anyway. I, girl, don't feel bad. This is what these men deserve. This is what these men deserve. Take a shovel, slap that man in the back of his head. Okay? Like, I yeah, told yeah. you to leave me the fuck alone. Then you're going to threaten my man? Then you're going to threaten my man? He got what he deserved. Do not feel bad about that. Do not feel... You should have pissed on his bones, too. Wow. Even in okay. death, these men have the audacity. How you upset? Because you... You harassed me. I let you keep your job. You continue to harass me. Your obsession got worse. You started carving names into the goddamn oak tree like we star-crossed lovers or some shit. This ain't Romeo and Juliet, bitch. Then you attack me and threaten my husband, and now you're upset that you got two bullets in the back of your head? Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> the audacity. Apparently, Elias Lenny don't think he did nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. I hope he is rotten in fucking hell. Woo! Sorry. <laughs> Even the manager looked at you like, oh. <laughs> so Elias Lundy appears and he got caught the seat. Martha says he said he was going to kill my husband. Elias Lundy pops up at that right moment and goes, and I did, didn't I? See, that's why she shouldn't feel bad. Two shots. How old did he kill your husband? He killed your sons. And he about to come for your grandbaby now. So all, all Elias is like, but I loved you, Martha. And Martha repeats to him that I don't love you. And now it goes from love to obsession. And he's like, well, they can't protect you for they can't protect you forever, boo. So what you gonna do? And Martha's like, you absolutely right. And this girl, this woman, <laughs> takes a running leap off the banister. <laughs> Geronimo! She falls over the banister. Obviously, she automatically dies. So think maybe it was a painless death because she automatically dies. Her spirit falls out of her body. And Elias is like, well, what have you done, Martha? And Martha's like, I killed us both, bitch. Now what? And he goes to hell. Hell. <laughs> a hole opens up. <laughs> There's flames around well, it. He starts people, the way she went out, she should be going right through with him. 
you're right. Piper's like, well, what do we do? Because she's dead. And Martha says, well, you know what? This was the only way to save my grandchild. This is where I belong. She says, thank you so much for protecting him. And disappears. And it's like heavenly light. But they didn't, they did not save. They didn't save them. Like, (laughs) I don't understand why you were smashing his bones instead of pouring out what you should have made. Why did you not? You spent all that time making this potion to not even attempt to use it. Because that would be too much like common fucking sense. <laughs> Her death is on them. Like she went to heaven thinking <laughs> that they helped. They didn't do anything. So there's this cute little monologue of the girls like washing baby Matthew and drying him and dressing him. And then they're at the police station and it's Alexandra and Morris and they're waiting for the girls to show up. And she Piper ends up giving them the blanket, the blanket and the and that get, she yeah. made for the baby shower. And she was like, and, he's not vomit on that. I can't get it out, but he likes it, so keep it. <laughs> they ask for um they ask if they could babysit, which you know you never gonna see Alex again. But, but Alex is like, fuck y'all. <laughs> yeah, come like, on. Is there ball. anything I can do? Is there anything I can do? And she was and Phoebe's like, well, let us babysit once in a while. How about you give me some money? How about that? You know what? Right, y'all are you are the sole heir. <laughs> you you could you could have paid off the mana. <laughs> you could have paid for all these, you could have paid off P3 <laughs> something. <laughs> Run some ducats. We broke. Well, I guess that's personal gain, right? Yeah, I think the elders would have stepped in right there. The elders definitely would have stepped in. Okay, so we're you. at P3, and the girls are at a bar, and they're talking about, like, having kids. Phoebe asks, how many kids you think I'm going to have one day? Prue says five. Piper says six. Phoebe's like, why the hell do you think I'm going to have that many and Piper says, oh, please, you were born to be a mom. Which doesn't make any sense. Just because. Just from the scene before. And so, mm, right. So Phoebe says, I miss the little guy already. And, I, you know, even though I was only a surrogate mom for the for 24 hours, um, I know I have a long way to go before I'm ready to be a full-time mom. So I got to get my life together first. And I feel like we're all in agreement here. Mm-hmm. We're all in agreement, Phoebe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Bruce says, find a guy, maybe. And Phoebe's like, yeah, you know, I like Piper's guy guy who's Mr. Mom. Um, and then this part was really, really cute because they look over and there's Jack coming down the steps. And they were like, ooh, Jack. I love how Mm -hmm. she bangs on the bar to get them to shut up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he's just so like, no, she goes. I, well, he's just like, oh, you know, I know you got this baby shit all in your brain, and I just want you to know, I like you, but I'm not fucking, not, I'm not trying to have no babies right now, dog. Like, keep that shit to yourself. You over here, oh, what <laughs> about this fucking baby, 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 baby? Like, yo, I didn't even eat your pussy from the back yet. Why are you talking about babies? <laughs> But I'm the one that be going off. I'm the one that go off. And all I wanted to do was talk about, you know, the Marquis in Times Square gently cascading the bedroom as she was getting back shots. That's all I wanted to talk about. But I'm the one who take it too far. 
Like you looked as if like your baby could hear this and you realized that you had your headphones off. Like, oh, you can hear that shit. But no, like, and Prue is just like, look, I know I was over the moon about Matthew and I'm happy for what the future may hold because I thought I didn't want kids, but maybe I do want kids. But right now, all I want you to do is eat it from the back. So like, let's do this. We'll dance first so I can season it up for you. But then let's just, you know, let's see where the fun can go. Don't look at me like this. I was just going to say, and scene. <laughs> <laughs> and they danced the night away. <laughs> she got a dance for like, hey, girl, how you doing? <laughs> this one, me and Jack. <laughs> you know Where's that. Dan? Like, why didn't they come out? Why didn't they come out? They could have had a good old time. Because Piper giving him the, like, honestly, if I was Jack, I mean, not Jack, if I was Dan, I would be so fucking frustrated. Because I'm doing everything right. And this girl is looking at me like I got two heads. <laughs> like, he, like. Well, that I think that goes right into, like, the chemistry. Uh, so, yeah, love interest chemistry. Um. I'm giving Prue and Jack, I'm going to give them a, a, a nice, you know, mm. six out of ten, you know, that last I like you said nice and then said six out of ten, like that's not average. <laughs> you know, because, you know, I've been really hard on them these past couple of weeks. So you have this been. is probably my highest because this last scene, that, that last part is why I see it makes sense why Prue is fucking with Jack. Because, yes, Jack is stupid, but he has his moments where he shows why he's smart, why he got the job at the Buckland. Right. Like, 99 time, 99% of the time, he's just like, uh, duh, I'm a frat bro. <laughs> but <laughs> that one person where he's like, well, this is actually from the Mesozoic era. Prue be like, ooh. <laughs> Oh, say it again. Same as the Zoe, baby. Um, and you know, Dan and Piper, y'all, y'all four out of ten. Cause I'm gonna need Dan to stand up, cause he's doing too much. He he doing too much. And if Piper can't like make like, you know, I never want to like. Stand by my man. <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, you know, I never want to like big up men like that. But like, Dan is the type of man that like girls want. He's good looking. He has his own business. He's financially stable. He's ready to like commit. And he's good with his hands. He buys you jewelry just because. And you like, mm, there's just something about this fucking unemployed handyman who's been stalking my family tree since like 1972. I just can't, I just can't. Ooh, there's something about that stalker that mm, just makes my heart go pitter patter. <laughs> I. So I'm going to give Prue and Jack eight 
eight stars just because I feel like he held he held it down and he could he could have sunk the presentation being solely dependent on Peru, but he stepped he up where she knew that he needed to help and then mm-hmm. got the two plane tickets and could have taken somebody else and was still like baby girl we can make it work we can take baby cousin Matthew. Um, I will put him in the bathroom while I'm giving you back shots. Like, we'll make this work. We'll make this work. <laughs> Foolish. That's the only reason why I'm giving him eight out of ten. Um, Dan, I, like you said, I'm going to give Dan four and a half because I feel like you giving her husband when she don't even know she want to give you boyfriend. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, stands up, my man. Like, that's how you know Piper got that pull. Because <laughs> he doing the most. Nah, you know what it is? Piper was really feeling Dan from jump. She was really ready to move on. And then fucking Leo sensed it and was like, let me or down and add some confusion to her life. Because she was staring at this man during that heat wave. While he was washing his car in jeans. In them Levi's, in them thick-ass Levi jeans. It was just like, ooh, I want him. I want him. And she got him. And then Leo orbed into her life like, he don't love you like I can. He don't understand <laughs> you like I can. She said, oh, um, he don't love you like I love you. Hold <laughs> oh, on, he don't love you like I like, Yeah. And I was like, maybe it's good that he don't love me like you love me because he's actually here and present and financially stable. <laughs> I'm slipping under. Um, so Black Girl Magic, how we would handle the conflict in the episode. Like we've been saying all episode, this could have been another power of two. Let Prue have some damn fun. And if we wanted to really do three witches and a baby, we could have been two witches, a cop, and a baby. And that shit would have been funny. That would have been cool. Leaving him with... And then we could have seen more of Morris's life. Mm-hmm. And how cool he is his dad. He'd be like, what are you doing? I'm on duty. Sheila, Don't give me this cop. Like, they could have made cute duty jokes and stuff. Like, they could have made this work. Sheila comes in like, whose goddamn white baby is that? <laughs> right. <laughs> Like, they could have made it work. It would have been really, really funny. And then we could have watched, um, and not even saying, like, not to have Prue in the episode, but again, we could have Prue, like, give that presentation and be her big boss self, and it would have been great. It's uh, it's a missed opportunity. Um, so. So, um, Tix would make, yeah, I would definitely not have had the Coochie Gate. <laughs> Coochie Gate 2023 would not have happened. Um, the scene with Jack at the toy store, I feel me here at the that parking lot. Me here at the parking lot and help her with like with the, like getting the stuff from like the shopping cart to the trunk of her car or whatever. That been How would be outside versus him meeting register and pay for everything. Yeah, like or like do that instead of him just meeting up with some random ass kid being like, I got next, like, no, go away. Um <laughs> also why do we always have to meet at the Van Lewin estate? Like 
They could have met Martha and Homegirl at the precinct. Because guess what happens when there's a suspicious death? You go down to the precinct and talk to them. You don't just, you know, hang out at your house conducting it. Well, remember the cops were like, oh, another accident. These Van Lewins are so, so clumsy. <laughs> like, true, 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 true. But like, they could have. Like, honestly, if I was a homicide, Alexandra be getting locked up. Everybody who is an ear slowly dies. It's you, bitch. <laughs> you getting locked up. I would um, have my eye on every move she make for the next decade. You're so silly. She be getting coffee. I'd be right there. Like, what you doing? Who you pushing off balancing now? Oh, you just getting Starbucks? Okay, <laughs> I'm watching you, bitch. <laughs> Um, and honestly, what I know we keep going back and forth on Piper, but I would have preferred Piper be confident in her relationship with Dan, but like, be what's the point if I'm gonna end up with Leo? Because, like, like that, yes, yes, that would have, ooh, it, ooh, you okay, baby? He's chewing on my iPad. What you mean, are you okay, baby? I didn't see what he was doing. I was, I, all I heard was, I thought he coughed. My bad. But no, yeah, I would much rather Piper be confident in her relationship with Dan. And then because she's going to, because she was in the future and saw this baby with, or her daughter with Leo, it just reminds her, like, if I'm going to end up with Leo, like, what am I doing here with Dan? Or yeah. if I'm gonna have this baby with um with Leo, what's like do that versus huh, oh pining, I'm pining, I'm pining. Cause like it's been six to eight months at this point. Even if you fake in the funk, you confident in your faking, if that makes any sense. Right. Yeah, I would have liked that. Like or just admit that he's Mr. Right now and he's, you know, filling in the orifices that need to be filled in. He's filling in all the gaps that need to be filled in until Leo comes back. Like, just be, like, you ain't got to obviously tell that to Dan, but, like, you could be teeheeing about your, with your sisters about that. Like, mm-hmm. I know we, I mean, we all know you leading Dan on. Stop acting. <laughs> Stop acting the way you acted. Stop being, like, it's that, Stop being like, Remember on Insecure when Homegirl was like, you not, you a fuckboy who think he a good guy? That's what Piper is doing. Like, just because, like, you a, you a shitty person. You're you're being woefully shitty because you know in your heart of hearts you don't want to be with this man or you can't be with this man despite how much he's giving you or how much he is willing to, like, open up and commit to you. You want to deal with the houseless person who pops in from time to time fine whatever but stand up in that shit because you just want to make better for it too Phoebe does it it's fine like I feel like when Phoebe in later episodes or later seasons when Phoebe does it it's perfectly fine like it would have been really cute and I feel they're also starting to downplay the way she dresses again so she's not dressing as cute as her sisters Mm -hmm. which kind of bothers me but like they could have made her be like a boss bitch like I just got my heart broke by this white lighter I know we gonna end up together, but this man's really, really cute, and I'm just gonna see where it go. And that's it. Like he can be on this track, I'm not on this track, but you know where the track intersects is where we'll meet, and then keep it yeah. moving. 
like have her look all cute and stuff. Like I don't know why they consistently they, they upgrade her, her for a couple of episodes and then they make her frumpy again and it bothers me. Especially when she's the one doing all the pulling on this season. Yeah, <laughs> last season too. Um yeah, so I guess with that, I will rate this um uh, I don't even know. Um like it is a very good Monday morning watch. Like if you're getting ready for it's a Monday morning episode. You're getting ready for work. Trauma's on TNT. It's like, all right, I'll watch it. I'll, like I can listen to it. Uh, yeah, it's a six. It's an average ass episode. Um <laughs> six out of ten Eddie Bauer blankets, because you know. Wow. When you have to, when you want to look like you got money without actually spending money, <laughs> I'm gonna give it five oak trees. Uh, carved oak I feel trees. like five carved oak trees. <laughs> in my head, I was like, and a piper in a pear tree. Even though it's not piper, but that's what I was thinking. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think they really needed Prue at all, and I feel like she missed a big opportunity. And now her boss thinks that she used a waste of time. And when when Prue when Prue was needed, she fumbled so bad. Like that woman's death. Why would you why would you hit this man's bones? (laughs) My bones. My grave. I feel like Prue, Prue was probably banging on the bows like, you bitch, I missed my play. <laughs> you bitch, probably. I missed this presentation. <laughs> that was pure frustration right there. Probably. She's the reason why that woman had to like somersault off the balcony. <laughs> because God damn it, all I want to do is like have some fun. No, all like Sherman. Sure zoom, 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 better boom, boom. Just shake your rump. <laughs> and like, all y'all do is just make my job harder and harder and harder. And it's unfair. It's unfair. And we never get justice for Prue. <sighs> Makes me sad. <laughs> right. Um, that's the episode. <laughs> it took us um, two and a half weeks Four restarts, but we did it, baby. We did it, baby. I tried, yo. I tried. I like I looked at the internet and it still was like, nah, fuck you. Um We'll get there. <laughs> do you have anything to plug? Do you have anything you want people to listen to to bother you about on the ticky talky about? No. All right, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> I was like, do I? Do I? Do I? But I don't. Alright. Um, I don't believe I have anything. I'm if you guys want to talk Will Trent, uh tweet me about it. Cause you know, if you follow me on the Twitter, I always like I don't live tweet, but I do live tweet adjacent. Um Yeah, that's it for me. Um yeah. Hug the ones you love, punch the ones you hate, some witches be hoes. And some hoes be witches, blessed be. <laughs>